259 of TCP. Welcome to another week. Nearly 260 now. Look at us go. One more to go. And we're nearly at the Summer Showdown Tournament. Toronto is upon us. Can't wait to see both of you guys there, because I know uh, you both are definitely going, right? Uh, That's a joke, because I'm not going, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be casting Apex, so I'll be, I'll be looking at everyone from afar with great MVS eyes, like, damn it. Let yeah. me into an event. Bring me to an event. Joe? Hell no? no. Definitely to, not. Even, even though it's like, I don't know. It's a hot a couple skip. Of, couple of, it's a couple stone of throw away. Yeah, it, it is. Um, you live so far north, like you could just swim over the border and you'd be there. Yeah, I think um, just going to wait for finals. I think uh, it'd be more interesting for me to go to finals. I do eventually want to go to a homestand. I think it would be like a nice bucket list cross off, but I don't know. Not really. Not in the cards. Are you going to finals, Jessica? Um, maybe to finals. We like, unfortunately, okay. from Europe to Toronto didn't make much sense this year. Right. So we'll do a live TCB episode of the finals then, if we're if we're all there. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yep. Right. One of these days, need to. <laughs> My goodness. All right. We haven't talked about games in a, in a wee while. There's just been so many roster moves. There's just been so many. Yeah. You know, we had our own little roster mania happening. Uh, in the past couple of weeks, you know, mm. like some unprecedented roster moves. And it really, the roster moves have stopped in terms of players moving, but the, the, the staff movements have been ongoing. We've had continued staff movements over the past week. Um, maybe a little bit of drama out of the Boston camp. We'll explore that and maybe see if there's anything there. Maybe it's not really any drama at all, but um, they probably made the most moves. We'll be talking about um, what's going on with some of the teams on their pathways to the Summer Showdown, because uh, it's been a wild stage so far. We now have six locked-in teams, four from NA, two from APAC, um, and a lot of open spaces still. You know, half of the positions on both of the regions are still open, so there's a lot of teams that can still make it in, and... Even for teams like the one in four gladiators, still plenty of pathways in apparently. So there's a there's a lot of different ways that they can make it, despite their current results. So just kind of the way it works out. And this is with a six game stage qualifier as well. We used to have four match stages last year, remember? And yeah, we had way, we had way more tiebreakers going on there. Now <clears throat> seems like we should have way less tiebreakers, but um, yeah, not necessarily I don't know. the case. It is it is nice. It's weird that you mentioned that because I hadn't thought about last year and like the format, like how like I know it's a meme like every season. It's like, oh, well, every map matters. Every match, you know, got to got to, you know, big it up. Got to It's super important. But like last year with only four qualifying matches for the land, like it mm -hmm. was like that was you did not have a ton of room to fuck around. And it feels mm -hmm. like now with Gladiators is a good example you have some room to grow into the meta and like find yourself. And it's like gladiators are like right on the cusp. Like they're, they're kind of a mid team, like breaking through a little bit and we'll get more into them a little bit later, but it's like, this is a good example of why like finding a good sweet spot is, is super important. I think we're going to, I mean, we may, again, we may still see the, gladiators me, eternal. the zero four Paris eternal. To, <laughs> theoretically speaking, oh, this is important. Theoretically speaking, True. 
they can get a two and four finish just like the gladiators, but Paris are mathematically knocked out, whereas gladiators are alive. Yeah, because um, of the yeah. map score, right? Is that a difference? Yeah, it's a humongous that's a humongous map score difference. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but like um That's why teams like the Owen Four Valiant are technically not out. You yeah. know, they're not they're not mathematically out. It's kinda crazy that the way the scores are, uh the pathway is still open for them. They only need to beat Shanghai and Chengdu guys, but <laughs> who the hell knows? It's a little difficult, but you know, maybe hey, a hard. who maybe a knows? Hard. You gotta tune in, gotta gotta show up, right. gotta see what happens. The last thing to talk about before we get in is um, I don't know. If there's anything on screen here that I can see? Is there anything weird about? Um, I'm just looking at our camera feeds. Oh yeah, Yitzka has a camera again. Yeah, true. True, yeah. Aced. That's yeah, there it goes. There it is, there it is. He's alive. You were you were standing so still that he thought it might have been a still image. Because you didn't even blink for like a good ten the seconds thing straight. Is, like my eyes so dry, I kinda wanna do eye drips in. Uh but I thought yeah, it would be enough. weird on camera, so I didn't. So now um Well now you're now you have to do it because okay. it's like you've already addressed it. Oh my god, dude. And then I'll commentary Okay, so for audio listeners, it looks like he's putting in a contact. His his head isn't necessarily as far back as I'd like. I feel like maybe there's a little bit of runoff here. I think yep. the the maximal you know efficiency could be a little bit better. But you know, Ever, what do you think about this? And to the uh, visual viewers, for the people actually watching, <laughs> this is um, I apologize. Tia, I, uh, My apologies. Shed for gladiators. You didn't need to. You didn't need to see that, and um, now you have, which you mm-hmm. know can't take that back. Allergies are terrible at this moment, dude. Bro, oh. mine were so bad. I feel there like are I'm there's dying. there's one team I want to talk about right off the cuff though. Okay. Before we get there, guys, two five nine brought to you by Outlaw Vista Bay Bay Battlecry, Refine Bean, Bronze Bob Bruja, Picasso, Chris R three four 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 four, Cash sixty seven, Lolshin, Pork Chop, Sammy, Reg Zane, Volumol, Nuts, YouTube members, Isam Jello, William Jesse, Vishman, Vi Element Six, AK, and Chris R. And that team is. We didn't even write this on the docket, but I think it's important. Mm. The San Francisco Shark have officially now breached the Overwatch League record for most consecutive regular season match wins at 20. And they haven't even done it. They're not even finished. Like, yeah. They can still keep going. It's, it's an active record. Um, and they play against the Dallas Fuel Knicks. So, look, Dallas could end their run. Mm. But this is, the, this is now kind of the titanic matchup for them because both Dallas and San Francisco Shock are undefeated this stage, both 5-0 and zero. and both look like the best teams in North America in this particular meta and Shock, if they win this and go 21, we go to Countdown Cup entirely fresh schedule for them and their first games are Washington, Houston Toronto Atlanta uh, and then they'll finish off with Paris, London. Like, is it crazy to think that if they beat Dallas next week, that they could finish the entire year flawlessly, no losses in the regular season? I mean, it's there not- is some low hanging fruit, right? With like uh, unprecedented achievements 
with a zero in one of the wins and or loss column, right? I feel like we've all been burned a little bit before, hearkening back to like season one where we're all like, no, you know, Shanghai, there's no way they go winless, right? 40 some odd games, there's no way. But the more you kind of look at shock, the more you look at like how stratified specifically NA kind of feels like it is. Um, granted, you know, certain metas shake things up a little bit. We've seen that with, with Junker Queen and whatnot. Um, I think there is a real possibility that, you know, shock funnily enough, you know, the, the org that has, you know, a, a title defense. I think the only title defense if memory serves, um, yeah, I think it's, it's growing increasingly more likely that the shock finish this regular season undefeated. I mean, yeah, by the very definition of, uh, statistics, that's true. Very well done, Joe. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the the less like, games they have to have to lose or like have left to win, the more likely it's getting that they go to. I'm learning, you know. You're 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 slowly penetrating, you know, the yeah. noggin. I'm, you uh, know, I feel like I feel like you you should be proud of me. I feel like this is this is a yeah. growth moment, right? You know, now here's the second lesson. You know how I I told you in long hours in Discord how metas are gamble. And every team cashes in their, like, win thingies. And you and Kenobi were like, No, <laughs> the justice are prepared for zero metas. You don't understand. Okay, no, I feel like there's much better ways to explain that away. And I don't think that just randomly... I agree randomly... there are much better ways, but they're not as self-serving. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. That's very even, true. That is very like true. The whole flexibility talk, they started the season on a minimum roster in terms of quantity of players. Like, you need you you must field six members, or you have to have six people signed. Uh, and in the case of some teams, that six person is not a player, but, you know, we'll maybe get to that later. Right. The Shock had six players. They added only one extra player in Mikey. And still, they have so many of these quote-unquote meta tickets to Wait, cash in. Right? Is what right? Said what right? The amount of players, right? Seven, yeah. Yeah. They okay. only have seven. They only have one more than the league minimum. Yeah. And yet, like, you know, they they are so flexible. They are so they have such high peaks as well. Um mm. it is it is wild. It is and, and this is a team that has no main support. True. And I think, you know, the just the, the year has gone long enough and Violet's played enough Lucio now that like yes. I guess now that he like literally is a main support. Yeah. But if you view it from a preseason perspective, you're like, oh, hold on a minute. They don't, this team doesn't have a Lucio player. Like mm. well they do, but like it's a bit of a meme. Whereas now it's like not really a meme anymore. He's kind of a legit. Yeah. Um they don't have any more like big ticket games left because Shock have already played Glads twice. It's a double round robin in NA, by the way, which I say double round robin. They don't play it like an actual double round robin in the what I would say is a chronological sense where you complete an entire round robin before moving on to the next one. Um, some teams in the first half of the year get two matches, uh, to get both their matches versus a single team in the first half of the year, whereas realistically it should be spread out between the two halves of the year. E either way, I digress. Um, that commentary aside, they don't have any gigantic teams in the way in the the last stage like yeah could toronto atlanta do something maybe but you know atlanta don't have the greatest regular season performances um 
I think San Francisco confidently clears every team on the list for Countdown Cup. I mean, even a team like Houston is just a complete die shot. Like, you never really know sometimes what level of Houston you get. I mean... Uh, the Houstonable, the Houstonable meme starts from somewhere. Like that's just that's not just like a a dig at the team. It's like several matches that we've seen. It's just pretty true. It's like wow, it really is Houstonable. Like they just do lose sometimes randomly. Um, well, yes, we still don't. I think you know what's also like random is whatever meta we're getting in stage four, and that's that's the reason why I'm sure. reserved and saying like what whatever is coming next. And yeah, I mean, it could just be the same because they're under nerfing Junker Queen, for instance. Like that's possible. Like they tried to get rid of Golds several times, and it never true, worked. True, true. The, um, but the only metas that would be bad for Shark are like ones where Proper isn't on a carry hero, which is tough to come by. <laughs> it feels like it is like, not I, easy. Sh just... Shark have survived three metas so far with this yeah. roster. I don't see, and this is, and right now, the current meta is the most turbulent of I don't know. the metas that we've if, had. If you underpower DPS and make it a Rhine meta, they're not going to win this. Uh, lossless. That's, that, I'm not mad <laughs> at that. I do think there is, like, a tank, like, lever, like, if you, if you yeah. really had to, like, design Final the meta, the maybe it's the tank. Final match of the season, London just beats them. <laughs> this is a Rhine meta. meta. That would and be. And Backbone just mazes them out of the server. That would that would be the only meta. That would be that would be yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but it, the the Rhine the Rhine comp would have to be so overwhelmingly strong that it's basically the new Agreed, goats yeah. or the new Junker Queen comp. Like it would have to be at that level of broken. Yeah. To not allow players to play a Genji or a Tracer, or any other like flex DPS carry that proper would normally be on. Yeah. Um, that would be like a pretty sad way, like <laughs> a really awkward way to end the regular season when like. You know, you're what twenty seven and zero, and then in game number twenty eight, you just lose to London because it's a Ryan meta. Unlucky. Yeah, I mean it's it's also just like we twenty three out of twenty four. My bad. Anyway, we evaluate the rest of their schedule based on like how we think the power levels work. Like for instance, if you got Toronto in stage two, you think about Toronto differently than Toronto in this stage, right? Yeah. So. I think we will have to, you know, yeah, right now you're thinking, okay, this is like, you know, all very winnable. You know, if you're getting like, I don't know, like maybe there's a Doom meta back, something like this, Houston then of, suddenly becomes a little bit more, you know, challenging. Like these types of things, like they can't let their foot slip uh, of the pedal. They got to keep going because like whatever meta change is coming up i don't think they will slip this for the rest of this gauge i think they're honestly probably also the uh favorites to uh win the tournament in toronto but stage four everything can happen it's an entirely new book depending on on what uh game balance offers to us right now I mean, the the question will be. I mean, that's all good and well, but that would would require them to beat Dallas and prove that they are the best team in this meta. Because I think if 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 Shot goes six and zero here, I agree. I, I think I favor them to win the whole tournament. Um, yeah, because the other teams just don't feel like they are on the level of being able to keep up. Uh, just kind of how it is to me. It's so unlucky that we didn't have this meta for mid season, right? Like. I, I tweeted, 
Like on on I th I would have loved to see Shanghai and Seoul against um Fuel and Shock. I think that would have likely produced a better outcome than last meta, right? I I feel like APEC looks like, uh, I'm not convinced that Shock is really stronger than either of those two APEC giants. I think last meta was a better meta for the game. I, without without diving back into a right. very long winded right. meta discussion again, I've I already put my thoughts out there in yeah, terms yeah. of why. Strictly speaking, so for the NA versus EU, uh, sorry, but NA like, um, versus uh, APEC narrative, yep. I think it might have been better. Maybe a close. I don't know. Like yes and no, because I would have said even for the last meta that Soul looked amazing, but then they just didn't show up at, at the actual tournament. At least I don't think they showed up versus um the rain like they 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 were very i don't know they, that was a very close game i don't have to go back into that game again like there's been enough said about that particular match right. but um there's definitely a bit of a revisionism about people saying that the soldiers got owned right when you, do, you you just have to look at the liquipedia result and you can know that's completely false just watch the game and you can see that it was a really close game yeah um but i don't know i don't know because there, there's the equal disc there's the equal theory to be had it's like well even if we played this as the mid-season madness what's the chance that you know soul just randomly lose to x y or z surely soul don't then lose to hangzhou because hangzhou don't look comfortable in this meta compared to soul so they got that going for them but at the same time i i, I enjoy the fact that last meta in mid-season we had more competitive teams like teams like hangzhou looked amazing um they were heavily competing versus what they're doing now. We'll get to the APEC discussion um, in a wee bit. But I mean, yeah, heading back to San Francisco Shock a little bit, just to finish off this topic. Um, what an achievement, though. 20 wins, of which, how many is it this year? It is 17 this year alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Three from last season, 17 this season. Brand new record achieved. Better than the Runaway Titans. Their current season standings uh, is 51 and 11 for maps. One as well. It's a plus 40. It's the most ridiculous map win percentage. Even it's it's much better than Souls because Souls mm -hmm. lost games. Yeah. Souls 13 and three with a plus 29, and San Francisco is plus 40. Uh, there's a couple of things there to notice. Is one is that the the loss record isn't too different. Shock have lost 11 maps. Soul have lost 13 maps. But the uh, the win record is quite quite a bit different. Fifty one wins to forty two map wins. So Shock are generally dominating more of their games, which I don't know. There's a couple of ways to read into that. Soul have definitely had closer calls. Um, maybe some of the competition is closer in terms of how far away, like how far away is the seventh best team to the first best team in some cases, right? Whereas mm -hmm. like in 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 NA, it's like really really far away. Uh, the best versus the worst. And then you have Glads at 18 points, so they're three points behind Shock, and Glads have won two tournaments. They have a lot of bonus points from winning two tournaments. Shock have still three points ahead of them, because their regular season standings, they have six extra match wins. 17-0 versus 11-6. and six. And with an 11-6 record, Glads are still number two, just because the two tournament wins give them so many bonus points. So they are one of those teams that like has really done well through tournament wins. But it's definitely struggled a lot more in the regular season. So, yeah, what do you what are your takes on the shock regular season so far, or just the season generally speaking? Is it kind of crazy that they're seventeen zero in regular season but haven't won a tournament yet? 
I mean, it's I think we kind of brought this up going into midseason that like maybe there is a possibility that like the rookie status, you know, I think it's hard to also keep in context the idea that shock also has like a very like out of the Overwatch League, they have an like a disproportional amount of rookies. So like, does that affect your land performances is that a way that you can kind of explain away like the differentiation between you know the regular season dominance where they go 20 and 0 or they're 17 and 0 this season they have this crazy map differential but for whatever reason it's hard to get it done we didn't see that with when it came to midseason i feel like that narrative's kind of dead in the water the one thing i will say is that we talk about, and I think Yiska definitely has brought this up a number of times about, you know, f- franchise um, relations with players, you know, the, 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 how they look on paper, you know, what kind of uh, a feeling I'm, I'm, I'm running for a lack of a word. Um, there, there's a, there's a word that I'm looking for, but like this idea that like franchises now have like a, an air about them. They're, they're kind of establishing like who they are in the hierarchy of the rest of the league. Um, and when you have like the golden stage where like shock didn't drop a map, you have two titles to your name, you go on this 20 and 0 record, you know, record setting run. Um, it's difficult to see or to think of any other team that can kind of top them in terms of like the face that they must have with like incoming rookies or players that may want to like move teams, like that though the clout. It, to, to to use a really shitty influencer word um that that san francisco has right now is insane like it's nuts that like this is the team that you think of all the records set all the crazy matches all the most you know dominating performances it's usually the shock across the board outside of maybe season one and even then like there was still like hope to be had with some of like the groundwork laid by Sefi, funnily enough, I don't think gets a lot of respect for that, but again, kind of set shock up for success on a number of ways. Um, and kind of doing so with speedily now. With yeah, the, I'm going to credit Hasha. It was all Hasha to me. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I, that's <laughs> I no idea. tangentially related. Somebody else who I don't think gets a lot of credit, um, but also still did in- incredible work. Um, but yeah, shock is, Shock is an enigma of a team and I think yeah. is is, you know, setting up an era for themselves if they weren't already in one. If you didn't believe that this, you know, we were in the, the San Francisco shock era, I don't think you set these kind of records. I don't think you have these golden stages. They are like it's it's a meme that like they're the Golden Gate team, but like they are kind of the Golden Gate keepers, right? Like you don't get the stage, you don't get the season, you know, they could they could end the season however many and oh right like undefe- actually undefeated in the regular season that's nuts that's nuts to even like postulate on to think about like that's so that's so crazy yeah just like how it was with shanghai but yeah it's it's crazy like hats off to them they're doing insane I, work really quickly i i would also add like just the comparison between the regular season games and tournaments shock ended up losing to dallas fuel in terms of being eliminated we can talk about the atlanta loss as well that's maybe a little bit more out there um, but they ended up losing to the Dallas Fuel, who it was their home event, first and foremost. Secondly, Dallas looked amazing in that meta until they got to the final versus Glads. Or actually, until they faced Glads, just generally speaking. Um, and maybe we could chalk it up to like your first tournament showing for San Francisco Shock, the new roster, plenty of rookies, like you sort of mentioned. 
Uh, Mid-Season Madness, I felt like, was way more of Shock's tournament to potentially win, given how well they played, generally speaking. Um, yeah, it just came down to the final, which was it was a little bit awkward. I mean, without getting into major details about the final, again, it's not a long discussion, but it's like, you know, we can go back to stuff like question mark, couple map choices. Um, they didn't win a map they were supposed to win in Eichenwalde with one of their signature strats. Um, and Glads kind of came out on top when it really mattered. So, like, this team wasn't invincible in tournaments, but in the regular season when they do have to play everybody and they have to play everybody twice, so far they've beaten everybody. And I think once they beat Dallas again, they don't have any major games left in the way that could really pose a humongous threat to them. Uh, you talk about consistency, Joe, and it's like, what is the consistent factor? Is it is it Krusty? Do we talk about Krusty? Is he the guy? Like, uh, as far as Shock's dominance, right, from the 2019 season forward. 2020 th- was a, 2021 rather was a bit rough, but like 2019, 2020, oh, now sure. 2022, Krusty's been there for all four years, all three of the good years. I think you kind of have to, right? I think you have to look at like who has been consistent throughout, like who... And if I had to put my finger on it, and I know this is kind of like a little low-hanging fruit, but hopefully this makes sense. I think in the the seasons, this is this is getting into a lot, but hopefully I can make this succinct. I think there is something to attribute to Overwatch League teams that do shuffle enough to identify, like throughout the season, you have to identify the problems and you kind of have to bring in solutions, whether that's like fresh blood or, you know, talented rookies that like you can kind of fit within the system. Um, I feel like when Krusty has been a little lax at that, that's when shock looks a little rough. So I think the consistent factor here being crusty, he knows how to work with like some of his like proteges. I'm kind of looking specifically at like a person like violet. Um, and outside of that, yeah, I don't think the personnel matters. I think he has a great eye for talent. I think he knows how to build out his staff the way he wants it to. Um, and, and I th- really think he's carving out a space for himself on like the Mount Rushmore of overwatch as like, the coach, the guy, the Belichick, the whoever. I don't, I can't name you a, a European football like star manager or coach, but like he he's that, That's why we got he's that guy. Yeah, just because he had to name that person. <laughs> I, no, I mean, yeah, who's like the equivalent to what? To like a, an all star like European like coach that like created these like long lasting legacies and like just dominated. I mean, the there's game a bunch like, like this. So Alex Ferguson, I guess. Okay. Um, there is, I mean, Pep Guardiola, uh, Mourinho is a little different, but yeah, these types, you know, I will also say, I, th- I don't think it's like a solo show either. Mm. I, I think just low key, Chris Chung is the best in the business. Fair. Like, and now there's a lot of people who are like, who's Chris Chung? Yes. We were talking about this and last week. Because you don't Chris know Chung him. Is, Chris Chung is one of the Illuminati GMs that people don't even know exist. Right. And because you don't know him, you know he's the best in the game because you understood the game, which is you never show up as a GM in public discourse, and that's playing the game at Nash Equilibrium. Like, you know? So, like that, Chris Chung is also part of this scouting is also part of oh, fostering these relationships to these players, right? 
pre-establishing relationships with top-tier talent, selling them on the vision of the best team of all time. I mean, it's not close. There's nobody close. Not at all. Yeah, no. Right? And, um, and you also, because we, we guys know the alternatives, you also have to say the leadership is amazing. Right, like it's like if you look at the shock leadership, and I think um, actually recently uh, Brad Lautenbach, I'm going to pronounce your name uh, the German way, um, stepped away, and I think I think he's now with Riot. He was the former CEO of uh, NRG, which is the parent organization of um, of the shock, and then also mm -hmm. of course Andy Miller, like. These guys know to knew how, where to find or apply value, you know, who to trust. They never overpaid, but they enthusiastically, you know, supported this franchise. Is it's kind of like really endearing if you see like how to this day, like it's not no longer like. Let's be honest, like. The, since Overwatch has gone down in tr in popu popularity, it would be easy for Andy Miller to kill, care about any of his other businesses, such as you know the Sacramento Kings. Um, but like he he still seems to be like really in love with this franchise, and seems to be engaging with this. And this is not a given in in this business, right? So this is a organization that from top down not only did they I mean season one they kind of felt the waters you also got to say whatever happened in season one actually still set them up for season two right they built the team initially even most of the players that they got including Dante you know then someone like Super also Sinatra at the time all of those worked out right and then um, they get the best coach of all time. They see an opportunity that another team is fumbling uh, the the situation, and they just sign up that guy and they trust him to to build a legacy like this. And out comes like now four years later. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a really weird cognitive situation which we find ourselves in because I feel like we're not talking about this franchise enough generally. Like, this is a franchise that, like, every season, since season two, they are a top three team, at least in their region. Yes, like, for for the last two, they haven't won a tournament. I feel like we might be overvaluing the value of, of tournaments in general a little bit. you got to look at their average season score and well, at the point system, and they're first. And I think, well, you did they win the regular season last year in, in, in NA? Did they? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm checking now. I'm checking now. Wait, I'm a stupid. Who else would have? Last year? Um, it um, was. They combined Dallas. the results. Shang yeah, Dallas got it. Dallas. Dallas yeah, was yeah, 11 okay. and 5. Shock was 12 and 4. So, again, still still competitive in okay, one of their finished, worst seasons. Yeah, they, they finished outside of the top three, actually. But, yeah, yeah I mean, still, like. In a in a world where meta changes can make such a difference, 
and sometimes you just don't win it. Like, they are just consistently... Like, what's the worst you've seen Shock ever play at? It's still firmly within the top half, right? It's still firmly within the top third of the league. They never dip. They're always class. They're always, like... And for that, it's almost like... You know, when you... When when something, like, just becomes part of the furniture of the Overwatch League. There is, you know... The LA Valiant now is the garbage tier orc at the very low end. Nobody talks about when they're doing badly because it's so, sort of assumed. And then there's the San Francisco Shock that's always like playing among the top. And it's almost not worth the discourse for a lot of them, for a lot of people. I think we, I think we, sh we serve them better in recognizing like what they're doing there is unreal. Yeah, when I, part of this is like. There's maybe some cognitive dissonance with the LA Gladiators because despite them winning two tournaments, they seem to drop the ball a lot more often in the regular season that it's a little bit weird of an experience following them, right? I don't know if you'd agree with that because it's like a yeah. team that's won two tournaments back-to-back, -back, three tournaments if you consider last year as well. Yeah. Their regular season record is like worse than even Houston and then Dallas and Shock. though. They're eleven and six. Like they're they're if you were to rank teams by regular season record, they would be fourth place currently. A team that is first and well, not first in points, a team that's first as far as tournament standings and start as far as like winning two tournaments is only fourth place in regular season standings. Um it's it's definitely wild. And so shock are kind of having their stocks raised from an amazing regular season record. And a, and a finals appearance at Mid-Season Madness. Um, yeah. But just no tournament win. But now I think, you know, going to Summer Showdown, maybe it is their time to win a tournament. Um, okay, final thing about this, because we talked about Shock for way too long now, is Krusty is... It, has Krusty firmly entered Coach of the Year discussions? Has he overtaken some of the other potential favorites in that discussion for any of you? Look, it's a definition thing. I think if you if you think the best coach of the best team... Coaches, then okay, I'm fine with you having the dif uh, the discussion between Face and Krusty. If you think it's the coach that does the most with the least, then it's Christopher. You got these two choices in my in my head, right? I don't think any other team really is in the running. Maybe you could look at Seoul, but that's already you know dodgy. Yeah, I think over the years, Yusuke has definitely swayed my opinion on like what coach of the year really does, especially with like how amorphous coaching is in this game. It's difficult to kind of really get a finger on the pulse of like what a coach is doing, um, how or what their style is. And I think I think there are some big names that deserve to be on the ballot. And I think Krusty will probably always be in talks of being on the ballot. Um, but I think my opinion has definitely been swayed over the years. And I think this season in particular, um, it's difficult to see it go any other way. But to Christopher on London, I think like knowing a little bit more about the details from Yusuke's article about the the budgets, kind of the budget tier list. If you haven't seen it, go check it out on GG Recon. Um, that really puts it into perspective for people, kind of like says the quiet out loud in terms of like, what's really going on with that team 
very shoestring. And it's obvious when you look at the teams, look at the players that, you know, the team sign, you look at London, did they sign big players? Not really. They signed a bunch of like all-stars, not really. But they're toppling people who have double, maybe even triple their budget. And I think like that's kind of nuts to me. So I think at least for me as it stands right now, I'd probably still give it to Chris. Where you at? You just go with that? You on the Chris train, the Christopher train? I mean, generally, yes. If nobody asks me before this tournament concludes, which I hope nobody does, um, I could see, like, if if Krusty actually wins this one, I think you... Dude, there's something very particularly wrong for me about having GOAT discussions with people with zero personal accolades. That's true for profit, other than the Season 1 MVP Grand Finals. Never Roll Star, never Season MVP. And Krusty, never Coach of the Year, right? And that... Well, well Coach of the Year didn't exist until season one Moon won it in 2020. Because I think if it was in 2019, Krusty probably, probably would have won, won it. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it fair. wasn't, so he hasn't won it yet. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, we'll see. Um, it's a, it's a tight race because what both of these coaches are doing is exceptional. Yeah. Um, and I will also include face in that. I think you still have to. Oh, for sure. I think like, okay, like top four, let's say right now it's Chris face, crusty. Do you say Toby? You say soul maybe who's your fourth i think that's the big question i think the three is like very cut and dry but in terms of like establishing a ballot like who is who is your guys's fourth that's where i think it's it's difficult i mean i think you could say toby i think you could say soul like that that team in general yeah is there anybody else yeah I'm at the sort of stage where the more the season continues and the more we see Shock improve, well, not, sorry, that's the wrong word, the more we see Shock continue to win and dominate the region, um, you're getting to the stage where, like, especially if they do end up being Dallas in the regular season and continue their win streak, it becomes hard to not, you know, give the nod to Krusty as we move along and, you know, credit to Chris as well for having the season he's had, but London are not at the stage of, like, being at that level of competition. They're not breaking any records currently. They're performing far above expectations for where they were preseason, granted. Very, very true, very, very, you know, deserved nod. But it's like, at what level does Krusty repeatedly winning, repeatedly dominating, and, I mean... Unless Shock shit the bed, they are definitely coming like top two, top three in the tournament for Summer Showdown, no no doubt. Yeah. If not to be a strong, if not just being a strong, especially if they beat Dallas, they're a strong favorite to win the entire thing. At that stage, it would be kind of, you get into the stage where it's kind of kind of getting criminal to not give it to Krusty, right? Because it's like, my guy is on a 20 plus win streak now yeah. uh, across two different rosters. You got him. He has maybe just won a tournament or at minimum, he's come a top two, top three in two tournaments in a row. Um, 
And he's done it across two different lineups, like two completely different lineups with, okay, Violet's returned. He's on a different fucking hero. He's kind of quote unquote off rolling. They lost Super and they had to replace him with Kaluge Mikey. And that somehow ended up working out as well. Like that should have been, that could have been a season killer right there. That could have like really ruined their season, the, the situation they were in with having to replace Super last minute. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, I mean, at what level do you, you're going to have like, well, you kind of have to give to Krusty because he hasn't even won Coach of the Year yet. And yet he's now, you know, won two seasons out of the last five on his way to competing for a potential third. Um, and is a just once again built with the staff of Andy Miller and Chris Chung and ins- another insanely strong roster. Yeah. So I don't know. The, the, I feel like it starts to wane. I feel like Christopher's, to me, crusty stocks start to increase and Christopher's maybe just stay the same, maybe just stay stagnant. As the season progresses, so I, I lean more and more towards Krusty. The longer the season goes on, I, I don't hate any of the votes. To be honest, I, I think there's there's a embarrassment of riches when it comes to like really really um, prominent figures that like deserve it. Because I think you're right. Like at some point, Krusty deserves um, for his legacy's sake, just like Profit deserves. It's crazy to me to think about how Profit's never been a role star. Like that's nuts to me. It's cra- it's crazy just to me. Underrated. To, He's just a I, really super underrated player. <laughs> in the same way, it's like how has Krusty never been coach of the year? Like that's nuts to me. But it's like it's tough. It's it's a really hard call, and I think Chris is right. It comes down to definition, and I'm really like there's so many good choices. It's hard to be a bad one. Um, as long as Supreme's not on the ballot, I'm I'm good. I'm Gucci. Shout out, shouts out to he last year. For me, it's for me. He gets my vote. If he's on the ballot, I'm voting for him. That's my that's how it's gonna go for me. I like I like I like so the only way to stop, confidence. Only way to stop me from voting for him is to not have him on the ballot. <laughs> that ballot. So that's, yeah. that's it. That's my challenge. If he's on there, he's getting my vote. You're getting the care. vote. Is this how you get team merch? Is that your I'm gonna get loot. Strangely, um, you know, despite having a pretty good relationship with Washington, uh, that that never came across. Uh the first team I ever got team merch from is this guy right here. The Atlanta Ray, let's go! Best team in the Overwatch League! Woo! I'm see, I'm very easily bored. I'm extremely easily bored. So, um, someone started. Other teams, Greg. other teams could have had this allegiance. Other teams could have had this allegiance, but they just they failed to buy it from me. They failed to purchase it. So that's want, on them. That's on them. I want to see, like, from this point on, how you now start spreading Atlanta. You know, do you do you, do they go up in percentage of predating Atlanta? Or do you remain unbiased in your hand-signed Gator jersey? You know, well, we'll we'll get to that. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> we'll cross yes. that bridge indeed when we get there. Uh, I don't look good in a hat. I don't know why I wanted the hat. I don't even look good in hats, but, you know, whatever. You got to complete the look, you know. The hat's iconic. I had to get it. I'd, I'll probably never really wear it. I'll probably wear it one more time. If I if I go to an Overwatch event, I'll probably bring it along. Yeah, just bring just it as like a Halloween costume. Like, um, hey, I'm cosplaying. All right, now that we spent sure. forever talking about one team, we can finally just <laughs> move through some actual stuff that's happening. So let's breeze through some of the changes that actually happened over the course of the last week. Start with the Vancouver stuff, because we can sort of go from Vancouver into Boston, into elsewhere. Um, GM 
of Vancouver, Justin, stepped down. Justin, for those that don't know, was the GM of Vancouver, as mm-hmm. mentioned in the title. Uh, and I have to say that because I think most people don't know that Justin was the GM. In fact, most people probably didn't know who the GM of Vancouver Maybe they didn't even know they had a GM. I don't know. Um, it seemed like there was already a bit of an interim GM in the middle there. Uh, I can't remember her name. But um, she is Roy's lovely fiance. Or are they married now? I'm not too sure. They're married. They're um, married. Yeah. They're already so Roy's wife. They're married, but um, I think so- she's more on the social media side i'm not sure right yeah so so she was kind of interim gm for a little bit while justin was stepping down so justin hughes uh and and that actually this is a bit of a landmark moment for vancouver because now you know this is the full kind of justice not justice vancouver did i say justice i i see the name justin and my mind's moving towards justice this is the um the full triumvirate of Vancouver Titan staff between mm. Justin, Flubby, and Pew kind of moving on. Um, and now you have new staff coming out. We can we can basically include the Baroy stuff in here as well. I mean, we've already started talking about it. Right. Yeah. Um, but Justin leaves. Baroy exits Boston as assistant coach, now joining Vancouver as GM. Mm. Um, and, you know, now uh, we're discovering that Vancouver is actually a family-owned franchise because... You know, Broy is now working in Vancouver with his lovely wife, and um, yeah, you know this is now a mom. This is now a mom and pop team. Yeah, a mom and pop shop on the corner is the Vancouver Titans. Um, support local businesses, guys. Yeah, right? mom. <laughs> they're, they're honing mom. into like the hipster vibes of like yeah. the Pacific Northwest. They're like, listen, you know, we have our hand picked roasted beans, coffee. Like we grind our own <laughs> stuff. We raise our own <laughs> players. They're they're farm fresh to table. Like. Yeah, you know, yeah, this yeah. is this is a mom and pop team. So, you know, Vancouver, <laughs> show out. Like, let's support support family-owned Overwatch League uh, franchises, okay? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, family-owned Overwatch franchises. <laughs> I mean, all things considered. <laughs> oh, God. I, I kind of wrote about this as much as well and, and said as much in this article. Um, I think this is like, oh, like Vancouver finally investing into their future. I think Baroy has been around this game long enough to see the the highs the lows you know what goes into actually having a successful team um and and he's been in this scene long enough that i think he's he's more than well equipped to handle a lot of the the many hats that comes with you know what what a gm is um and then you have somebody like to pay right i i think that the regime if we're calling it that um is is in full effect right that like this is the first season in a long time you can point to vancouver titans is not a meme team they're not bi-week overwatch right you don't you don't just go ah fuck it it's a it's a fucking vancouver game who cares like no they're genuinely a good team like they've proven themselves to actually be competitors and that that's a formula for success i think what they have right now is good i think going forward into 2023 if they can keep to pay if you know, Broy has maybe even adequate or similar resources to what it sounds like Vancouver started with, with this year. I think we've we've finally got another team to kind of root for. I think we have another team that, you know, is is worth a damn. And I think that only serves to promote the product and, and make Overwatch 2 that much of a that much of a place within esports in general, right? Like the, everything is good when we have good teams, you know, competitive teams. So yeah, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Obviously, 
slightly biased. Overwatch or <laughs> Broy is a uh, friend of mine, so excited to see him step into a new role. But yeah, I think it's a yeah. good thing. Good thing. Friend of the podcast. Yes, um, I think I think he's also a good fit, just because. I don't know if this is known internationally, but German grandmas have great like little health tips. You know, like chew on some ginger and like you know honey okay. when you have All a right. sore throat, and then you don't mm. even need healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> but do they get jerseys though? Is she gonna hand knit them like a jersey or like a in Photoshop? Uh, well, hey, it's better than nothing. I think that's like nice enough, right? I mean, let's be honest, like we're all going to don virtual jerseys sooner and later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we know metaverse robots. Yeah, we get it. We get it. NFTs, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because all about that stuff. Shout out. You know, if you're into crypto and NFTs, Shiba coin, I don't know. I am getting Yeskis DMs. Is that what we're doing? People about to... So, I can't believe you got a gator shirt. So, so don't you know about the <laughs> yeah, NFTs? Uh, 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 I didn't Admiral even think of that. NFTs. Uh, uh, that's the, so funny. The closest no, no, to just... owning an NFT I've come is uh, winning an eight hundred dollar knife in a box in CS:GO. Selling that, Damn. and then like not paying for a Steam game for half a decade. I sold mm -hmm. a Dota two item. Yeah, this was back in holy shit. It might have been like 2013, 2012. I sold an item in Dota 2 back in the day for 500 US, and I, I thought Ooh. I was I thought that was insane. I thought it was like holy, like for me back then, like 10 years ago, I was like holy shit. Whoa. I have I have the complete free to play game. Story. I just made 500 bucks in a free to play game. Let's go, baby. Which is, I mean, that is dope. That is like a, a rush that yeah. like is hard to match. I have the complete opposite story where I was sick one day and I think I had a little too much cough syrup. Um, and I bought like a $40 Deagle skin and I thought I was going to like get fucking nice with the Deagle and that was not a good decision. That was a very bad decision. Should have invested that in more cough syrup. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus maybe, Christ. Maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, shout out to Vancouver. They're good shit. They're on the, they're on the mend. They're yeah. looking good. But yeah, look, guys, you know, I had to, I'm here, I'm here for the style look. I'm the guy that looked in the fashion brochure pamphlet, they don't do brochures, one of those are like fashion magazines, and I pointed out, I'm like, I want that look, that exact look, and I, mm -hmm. I pointed to a picture of Gator with the hat, and I'm like, that's, that's the exact look I'm going for, <laughs> and I have to get, I have to get the shirt to go along. Um, anyway, um, we're not even talking about Atlanta yet, we're gonna get there, we're gonna get there. And yeah, I mean, and, and the other thing is, I mean, what, do we do we do we start touching up on Titans a little bit here? On actual, we'll, we'll yeah, okay, this is an actual Titans topic now. We'll actually turn this sure. into a Titans topic. How do you guys feel about the team now that um, DP has been on board a little bit longer? We've had a little bit more time to look over the results. They are starting to win now. They actually have how many games? One, three. Three. Three and two. They're three and two this stage. Yeah, which is crazy. And they, they are probably going to make the tournament. Yeah. Their record Boston. is good enough that they're probably going to make the tournament. Mm-hmm. So we've gone from Vancouver being completely winless yeah. to now Vancouver potentially making the fucking tournament. Like, that's what is going on. That's a crazy uh, turnaround. Who have they beaten? They beat Paris. They beat New York. Give me. Less of a gimme. And they beat Washington, right? Is that correct? Even less. You have a gimme. Yeah. Washington is a big win. Yeah. That's a 
sizable win. And I think people are starting to like wake up to the idea that like justice actually aren't just like a meme team, but we'll get to them in a little bit. But like, even, even looking at week one of the summer shadow and like game five against Toronto, a well, team you know, that like, you know, the, you know, the sentiment that, that proves Vancouver's current standing, the, the sentiment that most proves it to me mm. is the fact that people, and I think this is accurate. I think this is the correct take. People look at the Washington Vancouver loss from the Washington side as like, yeah. oh yeah, but they probably weren't going to beat Vancouver, right? Because Vancouver's a pretty good team now. Like that's the angle we mm -hmm. take now, mm -hmm. which I think is the accurate angle, but that speaks volumes. Yeah. It speaks volumes to say that that Washington losing to Vancouver is not like a, it's not like a humongous loss. It's not like devastating. That's like mm. almost kind of expect, you would almost favor Vancouver. They'd say like Vancouver may be the favorites here. Like that's yeah. a humongous position to stand in. We're going to that game. Vancouver expected to be the favorites almost. I don't know that everyone would agree with that, but that's at least my angle. That that's the angle that I've seen most. People Even if it's worth take. talking about, is like a, a change in the right direction, right? Where it's like Justice come off this like big hemorrhage of players and stars, and oh my god, you know what's going to happen with Justice? They have a fucking staff member signed as the sixth man, and they're actually pretty good. <laughs> and and similar with Vancouver, where it's like they've had all this turmoil, and like they're actually pretty good. Like these are like two competitive so, teams like duking it out. Like it's a good sign. I mean, what's the what's the limit on Vancouver? Do they just beat Boston now? Um, the, yeah, yeah. Funny enough, Baroy's Baroy's instantly so. about to play against his old team. He's instantly about to face his old team, like straight away. If they don't have him as the the like the winner interview, I really hope that like somebody gets out there and gets after him. Maybe Yeske, you need to. Um, but like that that's that's just like a gimme narrative where it's like Vancouver has this big stage. Baroy comes in, they beat his former team, like. What does that feel like? Like, yeah. like that's a that's a gimme like rivalry in the making. Maybe not rivalry, but like it's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a something to hold on to. It's 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 fresh. I like it. There's a lot of fresh shit in that matchup, mm -hmm. right? Like that's also the first yep. match. You know, I guess we. Do you want to transition into that? Apple, <laughs> there's this the pre transition to what to the Boston what? talk. So Boston, Let's finish up. Any, any final thoughts on Vancouver in terms of where the where the limit is? Like, if you had to. I don't know that we're going to do a power rankings because I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, maybe next, maybe, 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 next show. maybe, maybe we become a power ranking show now. I don't know. But like, <laughs> uh, what is the limit of Vancouver? Like, where would you put them right now? Ooh. Like, it doesn't have to be an exact position, but like, what's the, Hear what's me the general area? Like of the teams that are going, or maybe even slated to go wh wherever they sit in your mind. I feel like it's probably safe to say that shock and shock and fuel are like, stratified very clearly as like one and two right yeah. however you want to see that uh-huh and like the next tier below whoever you think's in there nah, 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 it's nah. Probably Toronto. toronto's number three for me toronto, toronto's, toronto's definitely in there i think you could say houston maybe you're in atlanta biased but like just on the records i'm looking at right now where it's like justice and titans and outlaws it's like they're all kind of samey and I, I kind of feel they're kind of samey. I would legitimately go Houston. And now hear me out. I'm going to simp a little bit for the glads. Fuck. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not some, mad at that. Oh I'm my God. That. The problem is I'm about to put a one and four team above <laughs> yeah. a lot of teams that have better records. Um, it's true. Now it's the true. real one is like, do I put glads above uh, my new favorite team, the Atlanta rain? You know, that's the mm. hard one for me right now. Mm. Um, and until I get a Glad's jersey, I don't know. It it, be, it continues to be difficult. Um, I was actually supposed to get some Glad's merch. It never, it still hasn't came yet. Um, yeah. So the Atlanta turnaround was like boom, like that. I sent out. I was like, yo, how do I get a blue hat? And then within within a week, I got a blue hat. That's all it was. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I, I would put Vancouver maybe as high as seventh. Okay. Honestly, as high as yeah. seventh. In I NA. think they are. Right. As, I think in in NA. Yeah, NA. yeah. no, that makes of sense the teams to going to Toronto. Yeah, no, that is I think completely fair. <laughs> yeah, let's get let's let's be serious, guys. Leave from Chengdu Hunters is not losing to the Vancouver Titans. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so definitely only in NA. Like, okay. <laughs> I think it would have to be shock fuel Toronto. Yeah, as I said. Yeah, yeah. Then I would personally probably have Houston. Yeah, same. Then it's it a little hard after that. Then it gets harder. Yeah. I also, if it's strictly power rankings, you do Atlanta with speedily. I don't hate that pick. Um, it's it's definitely better, but I'm still very touch and go with them personally. I think Washington is probably me- still ahead of Titans, and then Titans. Ahead of London. Is that a hot take, though? Because Titans beat them. So is that a yeah. hot take to still have Washington ahead? I think it's tough to not have Titans ahead of Washington. Mm. It's I th- I'm open to hearing arguments, but the, like it's tough when the, you beat the, them in the head. The thing, yes, I agree. But A, it was close. And B, like the rest of the schedule, strength of schedule for... Uh, like where the Titans actually got their wins from is, I believe, easier than what the Justice did. If I'm well, not the, mistaken, the Justice. I think the one standout game for me is the Justice two three shock game, yeah. which forced Shock to once again have to reverse sweep the Washington Justice. Yes, like Justice could have ended this twenty zero run right then and there on yes. the first week. Yes, like we wouldn't even be having this like, you yeah. know, twenty zero run talk about Shock mm. and maybe not even speaking that well about. I'm sure Krusty's legacy isn't damaged too hard by that, but still, you know, it's not the same level. Like, oh my God, he's at twenty and zero. If if Justice just came out and three would the shock or three won the shock that day, um, yeah. And even the results were, were close. I mean, you had three two circuit, seventy three to sixty six meters in Colisio, two one on Oasis. Like Washington actually could have won that game. Yeah. Um, but then again, that's like the old Washington before they offloaded their roster. Anyway, we'll get to the Washington talk soon. Yeah, we're not True. we're not doing full True. power rankings here, guys. But I I I think I I'd be happy with Vancouver in either seventh or eighth place. Personally, you, you guys convinced me. I think uh, Titans has to be above uh, Washington just based on like post, you know, offloading of the talent and then the head to head. It's it's sad because now you think like what could have been for Justice if they had kept everyone right. Maybe, maybe we'll you just get, get the scrim box we'll on them, of them owning in True, they were yeah. doing well we're in doing scrim good. results, but then the roster blew up. Um, now we talk about Boston, mm. and it's not just Baroy. Baroy obviously left Boston. I think he left and it got announced for Vancouver within the same day. Yeah, and I didn't even. I I said on a tweet. I didn't even know that he was going to Vancouver. Um, but when I saw, the Boston's like, oh yeah, we want to thank. I want to thank Baroy, um, and then I think Vancouver even responded to that tweet and was like, "Good luck and wherever you're going next." I'm like, "Oh, here we go." And then I said, "It was like eyes emoji." I just, I just yeah, sent yeah. it. And I was like, "I knew." Welcome to Vancouver. I didn't know what what capacity he was joining. I didn't know if he was going to be true. I thought maybe he was going to be assistant coach for Depay, but uh, mm. yeah, there it is. Um, this is probably not. We sh- we we should probably not attribute any sort of like weird. 
malice in here, right? Like it's not some like internal situation where Boston don't want to work with Boroy. It, it seems like to uh, me, Boroy just got a good opportunity to mm-hmm. work on a team uh, with his wife, where he currently lives. By the way, he's been he's been living in Vancouver, remote, working yeah. remotely for the Boston Uprising this entire yeah. year. Like it just makes so much sense. Also, you'd have to imagine a GM position is like a huge step up from assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's a that's a major promotion. He also was only working halftime as a assistant coach for Boston. So what was the other half? <laughs> what do you mean? Like it was only like a half position, and I think uh, as far as I know, maybe they upgraded him during the oh, season. Right. But I think he was working on some other, you know, coding type of I stuff. In, something, something, some stuff. Which is why yeah. this hit me also in the like out of left field. I I didn't know that he would do something as foolish as become a GM in the Overwatch League. And ha- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, get some Aquilini, get some Aquilini bucks while you can. Mm. Um, it just makes sense, right? Like, I think for those that know Baroy, like, he's he's definitely someone that uh, is, like, a very kind character, like a like a very unique character. But also, you just you, you won't get one over on him either, right? Like, it's not someone that is is being taken advantage of in negotiations or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I, I always felt like if he wanted to do that, he could have probably done that. Um, I just didn't know that this was the type of position he was going to be after. Because, like, if you mm-hmm. think about, like, someone that comes from, you know, the whole Moneyball curve, like, has sure. a, his own website, then does team analytics, then, like, slides into a more assistant coach position because the social aspect is apparently a little bit interesting, and then directly going to the general manager position is, is, is an interesting move, right? And to be fair, like, you can still derive value from... Be, being so heavily into the whole metrics aspect in terms of like the, your job as a general sure. manager, right? So it still makes sense from a scouting aspect, uh, from a you know uh, managerial aspect, generally speaking as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. Um, I, I I'm interested. So- I think he has his cut work cut out for him though. Like let's be mm-hmm. honest, like this this roster. I mean, yes, they think spend. it needs a lot of work. I mean, it needs a main tank. I mean, does for it? sure. Well, maybe in the future. Right now, they're probably chilling with Mirror. But yeah, yeah. I think Mirror's doing a bang up job, and I yeah, think like no, that's another success Mira story. Right but... now, is one of the best Junker queens in the Overwatch League. Mm. He's probably it's. Most people I talk to say, it's Hawk. It's okay. First is Hanbin. Everyone agrees. First is Hanbin. Mm-hmm. Then it's uh, Hawk, and then people talk about Mirror. Some people talk about um, Dante. But yeah, that's that's basically like the the consensus so far, from what I've heard. Right. These are the like Mirror is really good on Junker Queen at the moment. Yeah, but what about Punk? The Punker Queen, that's my guy. How can, and how we can might it be, see him. How can a bench player be 
Well, maybe he's not benched anymore. Who knows? So, moving on to... We're supposed to be talking about Boston, guys. Keep going back sure, to Vancouver. Right. Talking about, like, everything else that happened on Boston. Laurie is no longer head coach. That is humongous. That is, like... That's, like, almost the news of the week. Yeah, it is. It is ridiculously big news, because Laurie's been with the team now for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um... And they've we've moved through so much stuff. I feel we've moved we've moved through a lot for the Boston organization because they they also um, they also let Huck go. Like, I don't know where that came from. Yeah. I mean, now yeah. like Mineral just got a Mineral just he's he's the captain of the boat. He's been he's been so for a while now. Like uh, don't they have Mineral's a, currently the guy? Don't they have like a, a different company that now runs the team for them or something like this? Yes, because that is. Oxygen East or something like yes. that. Yes, some oxygen. It, it also oxygen pretty sure right, yeah. feels they like they operate by oxygen. Yes. Yeah, I feel like there's also like someone on Reddit continuously just speaking for the team, and I feel I like, like that guys, those guys are also like involved uh, in it. Oxygen and oxygen, oxygen esports is just the parent company of Boston Uprising and Boston Breach. They, uh, if, I, if I'm reading it correctly, I'm pretty sure Oxygen Esports is just like the Craft Esports wing, like it's the Craft Esports mm-hmm. parent company. Sure. Right? So they're not like, this isn't like Luminosity operating for Vancouver. That's a very different deal. Oxygen to me, I, I'm pretty certain Oxygen Esports are not some like, you know, um, de- endemic esports brand organization like i'm pretty sure they exist purely as you know again the the parent company of the 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 craft owned franchise esports teams right mm-hmm. uh, uh hard to say i think I, th- I think we're on the right track but um it's it's tough i think i think they're not necessarily like super endemic they're not bigly bigly but like they're not like a big endemic like esports team but like looking at like some of their socials and they have definitely like been a, a thing before boston acquired them so i don't think it's like boston like made yes okay They've well been, maybe, i don't know i don't know what the deal is then because maybe maybe craft acquired i think it's just them? a bot yes i think craft probably is is paying them to run because they are a Boston-based... No, because they say that they are owner and operator of Boston Uprising Boston Breach. They are, they are saying that they are owners. Then it's possible that maybe they bought Oxygen? I don't know. I, I, I'm not, like, too certain on the business details of that. But, yeah, I, I do believe that Oxygen Esports was a thing prior to the Overwatch League and whatnot. Okay. Uh, who knows? Yeah. So, anyway. Lori's gone. Yes. Crimso sent out a tweet from The Simpsons that looks like he's getting out of jail. Fired one off. Punk's dad is is probably finally happy <laughs> and, you know, he's got the good vibes going because um, mm. he had the tweet as well that's just like, guys, you know, this is what it looks like when Punk's in the roster and this is your results when Punk isn't there. Yeah. Um, okay. Punk has won the gulag again somehow. He just continues <sighs> winning the gulag. Can I? Can I say, like, that stat was a little, you know, tinkered because <laughs> Punk actually played against the pretty bad teams. <laughs> you know? Um, Listen, we're not about, we're not about 
nuance and context. <laughs> yeah. right? want, so I'm just going to appreciate the, the raw stat line and sure. forget about the rest. Yeah, I don't hate um, it. Look, is Punk back? Because they got Mag. Mag is good. And, and Mag is good. I, is it crazy? I, I, I joked about this last time. Is it crazy to consider that Boston, under Laurie's wing for a very long time, has been heavily trying to lean into a full Korean roster? Right. And it just seems like every time they did, it just didn't work out because Punk mm -hmm. was better. Yep. Right? Yeah. 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 He's, I think this is a team that, like, maybe they end up still being or, or ending the season very mixed. But I, I do see a lot of value. I see a lot of, like, franchise success. I think you don't. And is this is, like, really mean to say to Punk or on behalf of Punk. But it's like Punk's probably not going to fetch, like, a huge price tag, right? Like, you have a lot of really, really well, valuable Western pieces. Depending on the team, it, I could it's, see... It's certainly possible. Maybe he does, right? I Maybe could see does. Punk... I could see Punk in a future season mm -hmm. go to a team like Houston, Florida... And he deserves Vancouver, it. He deserves to start and get paid. Fucking London. I don't know. Like, it, like some of these teams are not going to pay as well. Some of them teams... Some of these yeah. teams will pay better. Yeah. Um... But I, I think he's a staple Western player that has a place oh, on a Western roster. Yeah. Totally. And at this rate, maybe even a Korean roster, because he's a, apparently <laughs> had to fight his way through the gulag of Korean tanks to, to, to fight against this entire way through and continually yeah. wins. Um, but what does this mean now? Because Askoff, it says Askoff is now going to be the head coach. Yeah. He's now the only coach. Yeah. Baroy's out. I, I, out. Yeah, Baroy yeah, and Laurie are gone. Uh, they only had three coaches. So Askoff is now the only person there. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Askoff to Mineral, right? It's just those two guys. Yeah, I think there's another um, assistant GM. Yeah, there's another regardless. assistant. Yeah, there's an assistant GM there, but um, yeah, it's it's Askoff, Gerardin, Mineral, and then Robert Kraft. There you go. That's the staff <laughs> members of the Boston Enterprise. Mm -hmm. right. Let's go. Yeah, I have to assume that people like Crimzo probably see more starting time. I have to assume people like Punk are probably like moved back into the roster. Um, I don't hate. The idea that like simplifying so finally things debuts. down. I I mean to be honest, yeah, I think there's <laughs> this real possibility. I don't think like these last two games have been like really good measures of like what this team could do with Mag. I mean, you play Fuel. I mean, come on, that's that's a that's a loss. That's a loss to like every team. Like it's the Fuel, um, and then you play Toronto, who again I think. Going back to some of our like preliminary power rankings, like Toronto's like a clear third best team in, in the tournament right now. So it's like also not like a great sample size of like how well this 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 fully Korean lineup could play. I, I felt like week 18 against the Titans were, was going to be that litmus test. And now it's not. Now we don't have well, the, the opportunity. The, the only game they have left is Titans. That's a very yeah. important game right, to prove for sure they can maybe make the punk Crimson version work again. Uh, and Vancouver's not messing around right now. Vancouver's like yeah. a, a solid mid-table team. Yep. Um, and I feel like Laurie leaving and this assumed roster shuffling happening going on in Boston isn't like a sign of like confidence for me. Yeah. It's not a good thing. Well, I think, well, they, the wording says they let go of Laurie. So I think Boston just, yeah, you know, they, they, they reached their limit with working with Laurie. Mm -hmm. And uh, I respect Laurie for what he did with WGS. Back sure. in contenders Korea, but I've I just I haven't heard the greatest things about Laurie with his time in the Overwatch League. Like he's a very strict coach. 
This is mm-hmm. the word that everyone uses. He's strict. He's very strict. Yeah. Um, which is probably a nice way of saying that he's uh yeah, he's he's one of the regime coaches, which sometimes it works. In the case of D Pay, D Pay loves that shit and he gets good results and the teams that can work with them with that, uh, they do well. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean <clears throat> unfortunately you have to sum like I feel like Laurie came with a lot of hype into the Overwatch yep. League just because of uh, WGS. But then never could really convert on that reputation, right? Like, I think... I or, think there was a Hux signing, if I'm not mistaken. I think you he might have seen something that he previously saw maybe in a crusty situation. Unfortunately, that never worked out. Like, the, the thing is, like, last season... I remember during a press conference, I, I even asked uh, Valentine about the particular practice regimen they had. Because, like, from what I remember, they were just, like, scrimming one blog more than everyone else. Because they were also scrimming their uh, academy team. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was just met with no comment. You know? And I think, generally speaking, like, you can have players buy into that. And if it's the problem is when it doesn't work out, right? Like if you go over time, you give it your all, but it's not efficacious, efficacious, yeah. Then you have a problem. You have a problem of morale, of team chemistry, of I mean sustainability. Because I actually didn't realize until recently that the definition of burnout is not really being overworked. The definition of burnout is giving a lot and stagnating. And then as you don't no longer like experience the amount of or the rate of progression that you want, that's when burnout sets in. That's when when you you're and don't quote me on on the, you know, psycho psychological aspect if if that's actually burnout, but this is how if I think about when I had burnout in my life, I think that's very true. Like if you're working hard and it actually works out, in that moment you're not experiencing that. As soon as you get the win and then can sit with with yourself and then the stress breaks over you, yeah, that's that's different. And I think, uh, unfortunately, the, a system like this has to work or you're going to run into problems. It's it's just a wild situation because like Laurie came through from WGS a roster that at the time in 2020 season two Korea beat O2 Blast, yeah the O2 Blast that had proper on it that had both proper and Pelican like if you were to rate the teams on roster quality alone in a head to head you would every day of the week say that O2 Blast had the better team and yet O2 Blast did not win that season in fact. They got blown out of the of the season pretty handily. Like that was one of their worst seasons. Um, and they had proper Pelican Finn and Kalios, mm-hmm. what it's worth. Um, and WGS brought mo- over most of their most of their roster did end up going to Boston. But then I, my take is I don't know if Lori can handle a, a mixed team. I think this guy yeah. is like good on good on a full Korean team, but I don't know that he he is able to work with a mixed roster and, and that's kind of proven by the fact that even repeatedly 
through his time on Boston. He's just tried to make a full Korean roster work mm. on Boston instead. And I don't know. I don't know that it does. It's just it's just been a weird situation all around. Um, and I think, especially when you're in a region looking across the pond, and you're look, well looking across, you know, the state lines. You're like Atlanta's succeeding on a Western roster. Vancouver's now succeeding yep. on a Western roster. Yep. Mayhem is succeeding on a on a mixed roster, but like still fairly Western. Mm-hmm. Uh, succeeding in the sense of like them being way above expectations. Mm. Um, New York are failing on a full Korean roster. Justice have been kind of here or there. Like they've been, they've been had some good successes, but they've been failing as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think you were looking for Boston. It's like following the steps of Rain and Mayhem, and even now Vancouver. It's like the the the, the pathway has been kind of lit for them. So I don't know what their team's gonna look like moving forward. Uh, but I I could see this team moving in more of a western direction for now, though. For sure. The rest of their season still has because they're not making the tournament. I think they're eliminated from the tournament. Yeah, Vancouver left. Yeah. And then they have Houston, Florida, Washington. Like, very winnable games if they show up. Mm-hmm. Like games that I wouldn't say that Boston are guaranteed to lose, but games where, like, you wouldn't maybe favor Boston to win, but yeah. I still think they're games within reach. They have Gladiators in there as well, but I expect Gladiators by the time that Countdown Cup rolls around to be too good for everybody to beat again. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think Boston have a a fair amount of distance still to... <laughs> Gain for the rest of the season. Sadly, there will be no more tournaments for them. Yeah, and it it, I think this this stage in general is kind of a wash with all that's gone on on the back half of it with Lori leaving, and again, assumingly this this starting lineup shuffling quite a bit again. Um, it's tough. I, it's it's I struggle with this team so much because I see so much potential in it. I saw it like I. I I feel like rightfully gave them a lot of commendations at the start of the season with like the Zarya stuff and whatnot. Like they, they are a good team, but it just seems like they're too forked. Like they're, they're, they're trying to do too much. And I feel like either committing to a fully Korean lineup or maybe even committing to a fully Western lineup coming in 2023 um, is, is probably the correct decision. Um, either one, I feel like is very successful. If you start, your your off season with Punk Crimzo, I know a little less about Seeker, but I've heard good things. Like that's a good start. You want to go fully Korean? Okay, great. You have a you have a like a sizable and pretty solid team ahead of you. Can you get some coaches on the free market? Is there you know is there somebody like a Thai Dalla that you can kind of bring over? Is there somebody you know that that you can maybe bring over from contenders to like, connect you with some of like the new rookies coming in? Like possibly. Like I don't hate both worlds, but like the fact that you have people like Punk and Crimzo on the bench. When they probably are starters on like the majority of teams, um, or at least mixed rosters, uh, is a little weird. It's kind of shitty. So it's they're doing it. They're I feel like they're doing too much. I'll put it that way. Right on. Anything else coming from Boston? I think that was all the Boston stuff, right? Um, much, yeah. We'll have to see how their, their games go now. Let's go on to... Very briefly, NYXL signed Artist as coach. Um, I know I, next to nothing about that person. I think Artist was on uh, Talent, if I'm not mistaken. So let me just bring his stuff up. Yes, and he was also on uh, NYXL before. Uh, FBX? Oh. Starlight. He, he was on New oh, York a long okay. time ago. He was on New York a very long time ago. Then he went to Talent Esports as coach mm. and had some reasonable 
results there. Talon Slob never won, but you know it's hard, it's hard to win when an O2 Blasters dominate there. Sure. Um, Talon become second place to O2 twice in a row now. Mm. Um, he worked briefly with Starlight Gaming. I say briefly, that was actually like a fairly long time. Um, but New York have picked him up, and I think this is part of New York's rebuilding of the coach lineup, given that they no longer have a Kuki. So they have their current staff lineup looks like this. It's Nugget, Unknown, so those are the two managers, uh, with Nugget as GM. Undying Gesture Artist. Undying and Gesture are the two assistant coaches that worked under Kuki, and then Artist coming in now, who didn't, uh, I, I believe the announcement just said that he was like just a coach, right? Like he's not He's not the new head coach or anything. So as, as far as I'm aware, New York still don't have a new head coach, but they do have three coaches again. It's a start. Uh, it's, you know, this is maybe a question for Avril. Like, does this connect them for 2023 with like some prominent rookies coming in with talent? Like, I know, like he's. I couldn't tell you what team he's saying plays for. I would assume it's O2 oh, Blast, but yeah, okay, shocking, weird, um, <laughs> shocking, weird. Yeah. Just continue collecting all the best talent in Korea. Weird, yeah. you know, the the San Francisco Shock Academy team is like also the best team. Like weird that this team could just like do all the good things and like make weird all the right decisions. Weird, weird that, that. Crust, strange, crust, crusty for future years <laughs> ahead of him. As far as we can tell, just continues right. to have direct access to all the best upcoming yep. Korean talent. Um, I don't know. I don't I, I don't have a lot to say about artists because all I know is okay. from his time is I mostly just know from his time on Talon. Uh, that's about it. Like, I don't really, there's not a lot to add there. I, I don't know. I, he's not, to my knowledge, the head coach of this new team. So I, I don't really know what the deal is from the New York side of things. Mm. Kind of like a wait and see situation from what I can tell. Um... Swing by is still the head coach of Talon has been for a long time. Does so it, do you feel like it puts them maybe in like contention for like is Top Dragon even of age? I feel like this kid is like he's going to be of 12. age next year. Okay, like is that like an interesting like through line where it's like okay, like if you have connections there, maybe you can put in a good word. Maybe like Dude, New York has like year, a if New York stay full Korean and they want to, because the other thing is there were there was. All this talk about like, oh, you know, like, what if New York just go west? And I don't even want to say yeah. rumor because I don't think it's a real rumor. No, there's always a... the conversation of like, because I think New York want to be in New York, and it, it, this year has just proven how difficult it is For to sure. run a full Korean team in New York or yeah. in NA. But let's play to the multiverse pathway thread that says they're going to stay full Korean. Then mm -hmm. yeah, going the direction of starting to to get some players from talent esports would be pretty big, but. Mm. Um, I don't think Artis even has a full connection to the current talent because Artis okay. didn't work for Talon the, the past year. Mm, He's been okay, with Starlight okay. Gaming, so it's like gotcha. not even really that direct of a link, you know? That's so. Fair. Makes sense. Oh, I don't really have anything else to add there for Artist, personally. Mm, uh, yeah. Let's talk about uh, Kareev. That was a big one. Unless Yiska wanted to talk about Artist, but otherwise. No. Kareev? Kareev? Kareev got let go? Oh, Come no. on, dude. No, not Kareev. He didn't even get to play. He joined, didn't really get to play. Got moved to coach. When he got moved to coach, Adam ended up getting cut because that was, you know, some budget shifting there. And now yeah. Kareev is gone. And so what does that mean? Does that mean someone takes that budget or is that just gone? Maybe the team felt like they didn't need a third coach. I don't know. I don't know. This is all quite interesting. I mean, it says I don't know that think about it. he decided to step down. 
So, I mean, it, that that's what the tweet says. I'm not sure what's okay. happening. Okay, oh, fair enough. I suppose, like, if you if you're not in an animator, then the guy that tells you how to do two good sleep darts a season to get a roll star, it's not a great value <laughs> to you. I mean, you, you watching some of the New York games, I, maybe maybe there was some some advice, some feedback given because they're still doing like the double flex support look. Uh, maybe we'll get into that, but. <laughs> um, it was Kareem's design. They're it, still it, trying to play flex support. Who knows? Flexible he, he had Gunba's ear and he's like, look, you know, the, the space and, you know, the, the sleep darts and anti, da, 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 you know, who knows? Uh, I can't imagine that, like, um, it, it's tough to have, like, I have to assume it's tough to have player coaches, especially like coming into the season. Um, I think you're on maybe the right track when it comes to like budget where it's like, well, maybe mayhem are like trying to make moves or like maybe they like have assessed a problem that they could potentially fix. And maybe they came to Kareev and were like, hey, or, like, what's up? Or Kareev's just, just not interested in. Could be. Yeah. Could be. I don't know. Yeah, it's Kareev it's a weird feeling one. anymore. It wasn't feeling it. <laughs> yeah, no idea. No idea. Interesting. Um, I don't really know. I wish I had more juicy. I wish I had more yeah. to grasp. This one grasp just came out. Too. On. This one is just like this one's a, pretty fresh. This is pretty fresh. Yeah. yeah. This is I, I'm hard to react to this one because part of me is like, well, I guess they don't really need mm -hmm. a third. Do they? Do they need a third coach? I, I have no idea. I don't know. But part of me was also like, surely you don't lose too much by keeping Kareev on, or like, surely he doesn't. Surely there's does he does he feel like he needs to does he does he feel like he's not getting enough or he can do better yep. elsewhere or he's just done like he just wants to move away generally speaking like he doesn't want to be in esports or or in Overwatch or in the Overwatch League could I be. don't know maybe he wants to play again like there's there's a lot of up you know possibilities it's you know hopefully wish him well um we'll we'll find out again kind of the story still developing this this dropped like a couple hours before we hit record so it's it's very fresh um i don't i don't doesn't like really swing the needle with you know how i view mayhem um no. not to his discredit or you know not to throw shade but you know i think they'll be fine it's very different it's than letting go of a head coach right it's very different yeah than, like, it's different from Gumba being, if it was gumba going they'd be like oh okay yeah like oh that's different that's big mm. yep agreed so unless yes has got any juice to drop no um, I don't know. Like once again, like I'm skeptic. Keep in mind, you still can sign to contenders talent. That's possible, or players that don't have an active PSA. Before. Well, what what are they missing for talent? Like uh, it's too. I think honestly, it, it might be too late to be like, oh, do we just need an emergency Lucio player right now? Like, is that <laughs> really what they're trying to go towards? Probably not. I would just have need to a mercenary. They just need a Lucio mercenary to play. Quick little thirty day stage. Yeah, like they're technically still within parameters of reaching the tournament. If what was the Albert tweet? I don't know. He's like, just That's need it. a little. I just need to smoke a little bit more gun, gumba ganja to, <laughs> to make the tournament. I mean, they Florida have what left? They have Paris and New York. I mean, they're probably beat. They're probably winning. Yeah, right. They they are most likely winning those games. Although that being said, if there is a game for Paris to finally get a win, for this new Paris roster to get a win. It might be the mayhem game, depending on how much gumba gum gumba ganja they want to smoke, right? Um, 
I I also don't think New York are rollovers, pushovers either. So it's like, well, maybe they are because they got 0-3 by Vancouver then. To be fair, they did beat Houston. I don't know. New York's a weird team currently. It's hard yes. to read. But like, there's a real shot mayhem make the tournament. They go 3-3, they probably yeah. make it. Yep. I agree. It is so possible. Unless, unless in the next, like, how much time do we have left? I mean, they end... The next 24 hours. In the next 24 hours, you see a main <laughs> sports signing. I don't think it moves the needle for Florida. Yeah, not at all. They end with Paris and New York, right? Like, those are very winnable. Very, very winnable. Alrighty. And then finally, um, Free from the Washington Justice has been moved to, is it an advisory role? Is that what it says? Yeah, I feel like that was advisory. Senior advisory role. That's, That's one of those terms that one. is impossible to quantify because no one really knows what that means. Right? Like, what is, what is senior advisory role? No idea. Very, very. <laughs> yes, you said it. All right. Yep. No. No. I. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's like a transitionary role out of GM. Here, here's my. Here's what I know about Bree. I'm pretty, as far as I'm aware, he is slowly mm. moving out of Washington Justice and of the Overwatch League. Okay. And so this is just a scaling back. Like, a, like it even says in the tweet, a scaling back of. His day to day responsibilities uh, while mm. while they transition away into I don't know who's going to be a new GM. Maybe they don't even get a new GM for the rest of the year, and Priya just stays on as an advisor for the rest of the year, and then they finish it out and work on twenty twenty two sorry twenty twenty three in the off season. Um, but it's just a major scaling back of everything. It's not even just him. But it's like you know the the player offloading. High dollar going. Everything about the team is just scaled back, right? So yeah. hard to know what all of this is going to end up meaning. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's there's so many endless interpretations of that um, that probably all are dangerous to do. So uh, and unlikely to get wrong. Uh, sorry, yeah. Yeah. likely to get right. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think the one thing you can say about the justice, not to you know praise discredit, is that like, like this has been a huge turnaround for them, right? Like somehow, even with the hemorrhaging, even with the turmoil of you know what's gone on with the financials, uh, per your report, the justice are a pretty competitive team, right? Like yep. they're pretty damn good, and I and it's not just like a oh they got lucky, like they look like confident. Weirdly enough, when you well, look the, at esports and you look at like all the turmoil that happens with the teams, you usually see them on a downswing, whereas it feels like Justice are like probably the, the best thing? they've ever looked. I pred majorly against the Justice after the offloading because I'm like, this team course, should be heavily yeah. boomed. 100%. This team should be checked out. They, they should be fully checked out, but they weren't. They were like competitive. Mm -hmm. And their record right now, and, and by the way, they've actually qualified. They're fully qualified into Toronto yep. off of five games. And their record is three and two. They're the only team to have qualified to Toronto that doesn't have a record with at least four wins. Mm -hmm. They only have three wins, and that's enough. So now they could go three three, and they could still qualify mathematically. Yep. And they qualified before Vancouver, who beat them. They qualified before Houston, mm -hmm. who are also on three and twos. But Washington Justice have 
a plus five map differential, which is only one below the Defiant, despite the Defiant, despite the Defiant winning one one more game mm-hmm. at four and one. Yep. So it's, it's it has, it really isn't pretty. the only the only game Washington. Uh, well, actually, they lost two games. They lost to Ju- they lost to Shock, which is understandable. Mm. But even then, that was the uh, those, that was pre offloading. That was um, a reverse sweep scenario for Shock as well. And then they lost to Vancouver, which is as we've kind of mentioned now, like not the craziest thing in the world. But then they bounced back. It's not like losing to Washington. Sorry, losing to Vancouver was, you know, like oh yeah, classic Washington justice. Yeah, no. not very good at overrated or like or in this case like you know don't believe the hype they're still bad mm-hmm. uh, but then they just beat london three and two so and now who do they have left houston is it crazy to think that that's kind of winnable for justice like that's actually i'm not gonna lie that's that's mad winnable you know i think it's i think it's a lock personally it's Ooh, mad houstonable what? I think it's a lock. I think I've uh, we'll get into this and maybe I don't know if you want to get into this now, but um, I think there are specific things that Houston are doing, which I don't think have panned out from maybe the pre-stage scrims. And I think there are things that Washington and specifically the Dallas Fuel are doing um, that kind of sets them apart um, when it comes to like the tempo that they set. So things like I what? think that like. Um, so if you want to get into it, I think Houston in general <laughs> teams seems to really lean on Ash. And I don't think that has panned out. I think it is too slow. I think you lose like the big bunny ears for the audio listeners, coin flip meta aspect of like just hitting rails and that just being like a, a right. win condition. Right. Whereas I think on paper, Ash looks really beneficial with her resume, but she's just sat on by like really, really prominent like Genji's like she's just a Genji target that often just gets picked off. And you look at Washington and how aggressive they've been. You go pack some of like you go back and like review some of these first fights um, specifically on control. Like assassin is just throwing himself at these teams and like really leading the charge like this team feels really really proactive whereas a lot of teams not to get like real in the nitty-gritty and i it's funny to talk about the justice and like being proactive because i think a lot of people remember the the shock game and like the three minute like volley fest on on coliseo but like this is a different team now with calios i think leading this team in a very vocal way i think assassin coming in hungry to kind of like prove himself for maybe the next season um I think justice, not only stylistically, but like with the form that they're showing, have have what it takes to maybe even con- like convincingly beat Houston. I- I've got that going three one for justice. Like I don't know that Merritt is going to get away with running Ash, and I feel like at this point they keep running it enough that I think they've sunk enough scrim time yeah, I, in it that I'm scared of that. Joe's Joe's kind of swaying me here. You're swaying me. Because I think Ash is mad overrated in this meta. Yes, I, I think, think teams, I, think I think there's teams some relying on Ash and not doing it right. That's yes. not the good. That's not the hero that you want to bank on. There's so many free team fights that you can just that's, win with just like a crazy rail. Yeah, it's pretty bullshit. It's like a gamble every time. It's yeah. not literally gamble, right? But it feels. Yeah. It's also not random, but it. No, it's it's not you, but you know what I mean. Yeah, there's a random. It feels really shitty random. to just it's like bullshit. roll the dice and just. Yeah, yeah, it's bullshit. That's a better way to put it. It's bullshit. Like, sometimes you, you just get bullshit. You can have the most beautiful rotation. Mm-hmm. You can't have rotations that avoid the enemy 100% of the time. 
If you're against like some cracked out, like perfect, like hand-eye coordination type of dude that day, you're just going to lose a player every once in a while, and that might just fuck your whole shit up. That's mm -hmm. unfortunately like the randomness of uh, Sojin. I think like there is a lot of pros to Ash on some maps, but I I see it too often from Houston. I see it a little too frequently. I think it's just too slow. I don't think it's particularly great, especially into like good teams with like good Genjis and Assassin for his for his shallow hero pool. Like his Genji's good. Mm. His Sombra isn't. But he's not playing Somber, so that doesn't matter, right? Like, this team is going, it feels like, just from how I view these teams on paper, it feels like Washington is going to mulch through Houston. I'm not sure. All right. I, I mean, we're not going to get into Preds at the moment, but like... Yeah. Uh, I think Pelican has to be a consideration there, though, because that dude is... <laughs> like, saying Assassin <laughs> is, a, is a good Genji, Pelican was... Yes, good. <laughs> taking just because rolls up and it's like just because rolls up it's like uh, pelican clears yeah <laughs> I, I, I mean you're 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 not wrong but again one team's playing ash which is like a a, a feast for genji and one team's playing soldier right like there's there's differences it's not just like a direct head-to-head -head. and i wouldn't even put it on the individuals necessarily all the time i think that justice like are showing me proactivity Without ultimates, where I think a lot of teams still are struggling with like finding success and maybe even losing like the ultimate economy gracefully, right? There's still a lot of just like random beats. There's a lot of random rallies. People are still hero dragon blading, right? Like it's it's not great. And what I'm seeing from Justice and Fuel specifically are like really, really aggressive first fight like pushes that like sets them up for like a great snowball. And I don't see that from Houston a lot of the time. I, I don't know. Here's, here's one really interesting tidbit about the justice as we move forward mm -hmm. is that there's a very real chance now that with justice making the tournament, that they will make the tournament and the teams that their talent got offloaded to mm -hmm. Atlanta, Flags, <laughs> yeah. and Boston. That's, Vigilante, Happy, and Mag, respectively, don't make mm. the tournament, and the Washington Justice, the last five remaining players, do. Yeah. That would be funny. There is a world, I did work it out, there is mathematically a world where both Rain and Gladiators fail to make it. That In Florida, New York, London, Houston. Yeah. Oh, sorry, no, that wouldn't be correct. Uh, yeah, Vancouver, Houston, London, and then one of Florida or New York make it. Mm. Most likely Florida. Yep. So... Uh, it who's does the problem ever who's the problem what do you mean oh right from the team you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. like who yeah, was yeah, the problem yeah, yeah. was it washington, was it boston washington finally offloaded the dead weight <laughs> and yeah they finally got rid of those those fucking those ending throwing players happy mm. and vigilante and mag huh finally and um supreme was the truth all along you know they made the tournament because that's the funny thing that people don't acknowledge is like People kept saying, like, oh, you got to fire Supreme. But he's still on the team, and now Justice are 3-2, and they qualify for Toronto. Yeah, so I'm not saying what? they're winning the tournament. They're probably not going to win. The, they're obviously yeah. not going to win the tournament, but I don't know, man. Like, it just feels weird that, like, you know, what, what happened to all the Supreme haters? Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're not talking anymore. 
And I'm not like again, this is I'm not I don't really care whether he stays on the team or not, whether he's fired or retains, like it doesn't really I don't really give a fuck at the end of the day. It's just entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's entertainment to see like the the where the community narrative is in terms of like them all, you know, taking Washington to the to the fucking stake and to the pyre and trying to burn specific people. Like, yeah, we gotta we gotta we gotta light Supreme on fire. He is he is the witch that needs to be burned. And now Washington offloaded three players, one coach, Freeze basically not a GM anymore. And somehow, you know, everyone's like sated. Everyone's again, the blood has been sated. Yeah. Um, and people and I saw this on Reddit, people was like, oh, you know, Avril keeps saying we're just out here witch hunting and we just we just want blood. It's like, are you not? Is this not like evidence? Like you keep you you're saying I'm wrong. You're saying like that's not what people in the community are doing, and yet I ain't hearing any more complaining about Supreme. Why is that? Hmm? Kind of weird. I'm not saying he is at fault or he's not at fault. I'm just thinking I'm just thinking it's like a weird a weird narrative that uh you know yeah, yeah. the what how the situation goes. It's like everyone blamed a specific person, and now that Washington are winning and that person is still there, what does it mean? <laughs> oh god. Supreme won at the end of the day, fellas. He won. He's- I think <laughs> With the justice in particular, I think there's a lot of like, oh, well, they just got lucky. Oh, well, you know, uh, maybe there's some like finger pointing to some of the people that they let go. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, my honest opinion on like how the justice have like flipped the script and actually turned this fucking boat around. um, It probably comes from like all it's a little bit of column A through like column F. Right. It's probably a lot of things happening that like have completely yeah. reset. Maybe some of the problem children have gone. Maybe some of their the mindsets have shifted. Maybe there have been some hungry players on the bench that have been grinding. Right. Maybe they haven't been super utilized. Maybe Decay's better on hit scan than, you know, he was on flex or like maybe he's that's just a better position for him. Right. I think there's a lot of moving parts to explain why justice is now succeeding. But it's high time that we kind of look to them as, you know, a team on the mend. Granted, we'll see what happens coming into the countdown cup and, and effectively the play ins. But as it stands right now, I think that there is a, a big By the upset way, potential coming in this week. They've made two tournaments now. Yeah. Pickoff Clash and Summer Showdown. They didn't make midseason. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where a lot of like the real... Oh, it's mega neg- negativity of the Washington Justice right. came from due to the fact they didn't make midseason, and that mm. was pretty tragic. Yep. But like, there is there's no world. There's just it. It doesn't make any sense how they've downsized their roster, got rid <laughs> of one of their biggest carries in Happy. Decay's even fucking role swapped, yep. and they are now performing arguably better than they were before. You want to know who I think doesn't get a lot of credit, and I and I've pointed this out a, f- a few different times, and I'm I'm it's reaching here. I I think he's had a great season. To be fair, I think it's no, I just, just made up a name. I don't know. You, you, <laughs> what's the real answer? I just made up a name. I don't. Know. I think Kalios deserves a lot of credit. I think we saw what he can do for teams when he was put on New York, and they genuinely look like a playoff caliber team, but were so yeah. fucking deep in the hole that like it didn't matter, and. It's not surprising to me that when you put this kid in this team, they look different. 
like even going back to like some of like the monkey metas where like mag was like comfortable whatever like they're not this proactive they're not this aggressive Kalios and assassin i feel like it's either one of them granted you know haha it's no shit sherlock but honestly like i have to point to Kalios as like maybe being a really really vocal presence and like trying to get people to communicate and putting people on the same page whereas maybe mag was a little bit more reserved maybe it was trying to make the plays maybe Kalios is setting this team up for success and you're kind of seeing that now i feel like this is a great example of like teamwork meta and having somebody to facilitate that teamwork is great and i feel like that's probably a boon that washington is wielding and now if they do beat houston oh my goodness that's that's a <laughs> red is red is gonna break down they're gonna have a mental break <laughs> maybe maybe uh, whole, we were supreme the whole, uh. the whole the whole this whole supreme must get fired narrative <laughs> is just like in complete shambles again i don't yeah. give a fuck about supreme my position on this is like i just hate the witch hunting that people do yes where they just they just want, they want to blame blood. somebody they have, somebody no, they have no idea what the real issues are mm-hmm. zero clue what the real issue is um but they just they want to point a finger at somebody and they want to they just want somebody to die they want somebody yeah. to get fucking burned at the stake and that's how it works and now that like the the most interesting thing about this is like they don't even have the integrity to be like to this would still be incorrect but i'm just saying as an example to mm. switch to switch targets and be like oh no it, it wasn't supreme it was a uh checks list ty dollar ty dollar was the person <laughs> that was meant to burn obviously yeah, yeah. and now that ty dollar's been burned the team is good yeah yeah of course yeah that's what it is they don't even yep. have the integrity to do that they they they're, they <laughs> what they do instead is they just cower away they just get real quiet like oh shit we were wrong about supreme Oops. what's even funnier is if you try to read in between the lines now caveat to that i don't think it's necessarily always a good idea to always read between the lines but like when you have somebody like avril coming out and saying what he said a couple episodes ago again you have to check it out if you want to see it um i feel like you can maybe put together why this team is maybe putting together a clearer picture as to why this team is being a little bit more successful right i literally two episodes ago i'm I'm not again i fuck you you didn't watch it you have to go back (laughs) I literally two episodes ago uh, dropped some literal juice on the justice uh, mm-hmm. outlining one specific one. I actually didn't get too specific about it because I didn't want to name the people involved. Sure. But there was one specific internal issue that was happening within the justice that I was aware of that did get solved recently mm-hmm. yep. with specific departures. Uh, and that should have some improvement on the team. And that had nothing to do with the coaching staff. Nope. Nothing to do with Supreme. Nope. So if anything, I, maybe made his job a little bit easier. So yeah possibly so I, again my my I, again i people people will come people will come at this and like accuse me of defending supreme where mm. like the specificity of who the person is makes no difference to me you could put anybody in that position you could just just like insert name just take up the name supreme and just leave it completely blank insert name you know default player coach name i don't care who it is my point is people point fingers People were so vehemently like sure about they knew. Oh, it's definitely yeah. supreme. It has to be supreme. I, I bet the fucking house on it is supreme. And now it's like he wasn't. He he didn't get fired, and the team's winning. It's like, well, what? <laughs> Checkmate, atheist. What are you gonna do now? What are you gonna? Yeah, like, I guess the Earth is flat after all. Fuck me. <laughs> like, <laughs> you you fucking globies. Come on, get your head out of your ass. I, don't know. I just find I just find the like the entire act of like gunning uh, going after people's jobs and like yeah. 
like making these requests to, to have people fired without even having any evidence or any clear understanding of like what the real issues are mm. and what those are caused by and she's like no just fire supreme because uh change it because i said so because because just because it's like <laughs> bro you're you're a dumbass i'm sorry like you don't you have no clue <laughs> Oh man! All all this to say, we're I think I speak for everybody in saying like we're happy to see the justice do and perform yes. well. Yes. Happy to see, um, you know, a team that probably should have been on the downswing come back and perform. Um, it, it's good for the product as well. Like the the the, the more we also, have, yeah, go ahead. Why does no one say the talent is there anymore? They lost. They lost. Happy is that like? Is that does that mean all the talent was happy? Like, well, there's no talent left, right? The, the talent's no longer there. How come people don't like? You well, know, I don't know. Like, it's yeah. Okay, okay. Here, here's the math. Yeah. Oh. He's, so he's assassin, assassin is playing. Washington wins games. Happy is playing for Glads. Glads loses games. Therefore, yeah. Happy Solved. was the issue Solved. all along. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm. Yeah. It, it checks out to me. Math checks out, guys. Can't argue with that. Yeah. Strangely enough, strangely enough, that's more evidence. You have more. You've <laughs> given more evidence there for your claim than the people trying to blame Supreme. That's the ironic that's part. That's true. That's true. There was actually more evidence behind what you just said than the Reddit is saying that Supreme was at fault. Yeah. And again, I don't even care about. I don't. I have no allegiance to Supreme. I don't even fucking know him. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I think one of the biggest attack <laughs> vectors. If if I'm gonna grab a pitch for it for a second, because I'm also not like a huge Supreme fan, but I don't get the witch hunt. But if if you're gonna grab a pitchfork, I feel like one of the biggest attack vectors for Supreme is probably his scouting. Like, look at some of the rosters he built for this team in the past. Like, it's a little suspect, but like the. That's not you something you just scouting. you can't attack the scouting because people the entire year kept on saying the talent was fucking there. Is for the sure. There or was it not there? Exactly. Because you can't say he had can't bad scouting both. if you keep saying the talent is there. Exactly. If you're saying he did bad scouting, then the talent is not fucking there. You yep. can't have it both that's ways. The, I feel like that's the only thing you can like tangibly say about this. Like these teams is like, well, in the past, like he signed some really questionable people. Well, it's like, well, he didn't this year. So now what? Like you're just like reaching, you're spitting into the wind, it just like saying, like again, to Avril's point, it, it ends up feeling like a blood sacrifice. So like you just want change yeah. for the sake of and change. People, and people and, came after me. People were like, oh yeah, yeah. the Avril's rant about the blood sacrifice. I'm right, motherfuckers. You are all wrong yeah. because this is your behavior. Yeah. Am I right? Am I crazy? Like, look. No, no, no. I think it's it's where, natural, where, where, but where it's not this, right. Where are all the fucking supreme witch hunters at the moment? How come all of you put down your witch pitch? Keep the energy up, fellas. He's still on the team. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be going after this guy's head until he dies? Why Why are you all quiet right now? They're fair weather witch hunts. Well, I can tell you why. Because they got their blood. <laughs> because, okay, supreme didn't get sacrificed, but a bunch of other people did. So they got their blood. True. So, again, you're like, you're upset that I'm, you're upset that I called you up for having a, a blood hunt. And yet that is exactly your behavior. So, mm -hmm. uh, excuse me. There, there was blood spilled and they are improving. So I don't know. <laughs> There's blood spilled and suddenly all the Supreme pitchfork has got quiet. Yeah. That's funny that it's really interesting how that works. Yeah. Yeah. You were, you were adamant. Uh, you were all so adamant that Supreme was a problem. And now none of you are saying anything. This really feels funny. like, this feels like the discourse that was around, like when walking dead was getting into like the Negan arc and like, Everybody's like, oh, no, this person's definitely going to die. This person's definitely going to die. And then he just like clubs fucking Glenn on the head. Everybody's like. Oh, no, we didn't want. No, 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 we didn't mean them. We wanted Supreme was supposed to die. Not Glenn. We like Glenn. No, come on. Yep, they're very upset. I feel like. All right. Uh, 
I don't know how I got to a fucking Washington, Washington ran to the week over. <laughs> it's just funny. Like at this point, like it's it's not it doesn't it's not something that I get upset by. I think I was I think I might have been a little upset two weeks ago, but now it's like sure. now it's just entertainment. Yeah. Now it's, it's just entertainment that it's just like, oh shit, we were wrong. It wasn't oh okay, whoops. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, and again, it gets even better if Washington beats Houston. It gets even better if like Glads and Atlanta don't make the tournament while he, while Justice do, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Hashtag offloaded dead weight. Yeah, I I mean it's such a weird it's thing. the unfortunate truth that meta how metas fall makes careers or breaks them, right? True, true. So, like, Definitely if extends and if we had this meta with everyone still on this team starting like stage one, who knows, like how we would think about them. Mm. I don't know. I have opinions, but that's neither here nor there. We'll probably get that in the off season. So let's talk about a team. I, I already brought this team up, and we got to talk about their approach vectors for making the tournament because oh, there are four positions left in NA yeah. and seven teams are still gunning for four positions which means almost half of them will not make it mm-hmm. so out of Vancouver, Houston, London, Atlanta Glass, Florida, New York only four of them will make it three of them will miss out uh, and one of those teams is currently sitting at one and four let's talk specifically about the Gladiators now there is I believe something like nine approach angles for the gladiators to still qualify and it's been like it's been full you know it's like a spider web sunny in philadelphia kind of you know yeah. with the red lines and shit going around um and it, i believe it mostly requires that they so there's two things that, are, that absolutely need to happen okay. one is they need to beat atlanta either 3-0 and the other is they need to beat atlanta 3-1 so they have to beat Atlanta by at least a 3-1 record, if not a 3-0, uh, 3-0 match. Um, and then there's some other things in there as well, where I believe some of the other contenders, when I say contenders, I mean teams in contention to make the tournament, mm-hmm. don't win their games. So for Gosh. example, London have to lose, right? Pretty sure London have to lose. Um, a lot of these include Paris winning. Oh, which is like that's gonna be rough. Yeah, it's a toughie. That's gonna. I don't know if you can rely on that one. Um, and then there is like some of them. Some of them have New York. You you need to rely on New York and Paris winning. Is is the long and short of it, right? When you really when you really break it down, a lot of these. Mm-hmm. Different pathways require that either Paris or New York win, and in some cases both win. In some cases, Paris. Paris, Mayhem, and New York all have to win. Well, number seven. You can see number seven on the list there. All three have to win. And actually number three as well. And actually number two as well. Oh my god. And actually number six as well. So four out of four out of nine of these pathways require those three teams to win. Which which one do you think is the most likely? I gotta full um, screen this. Surely passage four, right? I passage agree. four seems I pretty agree. likely. Passage four or passage yeah. nine? Passage four, passage eight, and passage nine yeah. seem likely to me. You say eight as well? Because I think t- Toronto, Toronto have a good, uh, Toronto very likely to beat London. Oh yeah, for sure. But can they beat them cleanly? Because I think London can make that game messy. 
Yes. Fortran. Could play spoiler. That's true. Yeah. It could get a little dicey. I think counting on New York or Paris is like a fool's errand, even though if you were, it probably weird weirdly to say, I'd probably bet on New York right now. Especially the, the way that they is, started. The but. problem is, Joe, is that New York, Mayhem, and Paris all play each other in like a weird yeah. three-way round robin. Mm-hmm. Like the only teams that play against each other of those three teams are each other. Yep. So you say like you can't rely on these teams to win, but they're only playing against each other, so they can win. <laughs> One but of I them will they, win. I think they, but the thing is, that's not the crazy part. They can all beat each other, but the problem is they have to beat each other in a really roundabout way. Because mm-hmm. you need all three of them to win one game each. Yep. Which means you need them to, if we were going to view this from the perspective of a round robin, you need them to tie the round robin at a 1-2 record between all three of them. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Which is like a very specific outcome. Yeah. And if only if any one of those two teams, three teams, win two games instead of one or don't win a game at all, then that entire passage... Is gone except for the Paris one, the double Paris win, uh, number one. You see. That's yeah, that's a that's a tough one. That's number one and five. If, if I think two, three, five, six, and seven, actually six is maybe. Can Paris win double? Paris winning twice doesn't feel super oh. consistent either. No, it has to be four, eight, nine. I would say, by my my pure own speculation, yeah, Glads have a thirty three percent chance of making it based on this mm-hmm. uh, that's actually not an accurate statistic 33 percent chance in the sense that like out of the nine possibilities mm-hmm. three of them seem viable to me but even of those three viable possibilities there are so many things that can go wrong like yeah. glads don't three one or three zero atlanta or mm-hmm. toronto don't beat london or if they do it's not by the correct scoreline do you know what i mean like yeah dude i'm not even sure if glads wins against atlanta yeah, that's honestly. The, and that's the other thing. They they just might not beat Atlanta. I don't know. That's Currently my favorite team, again. <laughs> <laughs> just, just real fast for the audio listeners, can we read through 489? Sure. Like four, the most likely circumstances for the Los Angeles Gladiators to get in are... So, so, so f- out of the nine pathways for Gladiators to make it in, the three most likely ones are... Gladiators beat Atlanta 3-1. Toronto beat London 3-0. Or Atlanta beat... Glad, uh, sorry, Gladiators beat Atlanta 3-0. And Toronto either beats London 3-0 or 3-1. Yeah. So if, if Gladiators don't beat Atlanta by a 3-0 and they let Atlanta even get one map, Toronto must 3-0 London. Otherwise, Glad's 3-0 Atlanta. Toronto has to win with either a 3-0 or a 3-1. Pretty brutal to maybe be in a situation where Glatz 3 0s Atlanta and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Can I say? Can I say that given that this is I'm I'm like really getting into some like uh conspiracy level stuff here, you know, this is like this is like the government concealing aliens level of uh, <laughs> Area fifty one Roswell stuff happening. So, you know, get your tinfoil hats on. Yeah, shout out to There is a world, there is a world where because Toronto talked so much shit to gladiators about like goodbye summer showdown gg you can't make it. they they smack talk them so hard oh you think they just throw toronto would have a vested interest <laughs> in 
then making sure that Glads don't make it. It is it for London to win, Theref- and then Glads can't therefore, go. Therefore, Toronto specifically int, and, and I'm not saying they lose the match to London, but they just make sure that they only beat London mm-hmm. by the exact scoreline that would not allow the Gladiators to make it in. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So, for example... Glad's only beat Atlanta 3-1. Oh, cool, you're Toronto. Let's just uh, lose one map on purpose and beat London 3-1 then. Damn. Because the Glad's-Atlanta game happens way earlier than the Toronto-London game. Toronto-London game is on the final day. So yeah. Toronto can absolutely plan this. I'm not, I am not suggesting that Toronto will do this, but I am saying there is a level of investment and there is mm-hmm. a level of like uh, incentive for Toronto to make sure that Glads don't make it because Toronto yep. fucking shit talked Glads so hard that it would be it it for them to allow Glads to make it after saying goodbye summer showdown to Glads and then post potentially mm. giving Glads the run back in the tournament yeah. to then get revenge on Toronto is a pretty fucking bad position for Toronto to be in, right? That there is a there is a world even strategically <laughs> like if imagine you, if, you, if you clutch your tinfoil hat hard enough yes. to your head and tape it down. There is a world where Toronto specifically throw to make sure Glads don't make it. I think strategically, like, that isn't, like, a terrible idea as well. Like, if for, again, hypothetically, let's say that Glads come out, they've, they've kind of identified what's going wrong, they've mentally reset, they come in, and they're pounding scrims. They're out here, and they're just fucking murking kids. Like, it's nobody's business. They've turned this fucking shit around, like, crazy big, right? Toronto knowing this... That's one less team at the tournament that I need to worry about. That's actually pretty good. You give a, you know, you, 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 Come you, on. you sub in. I think it's possible. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but like, I don't think it's that crazy. Are we I don't really, think it's that wild to think. I, no, I think it's like, we're literally talking about throwing for the Fran 2.0 in 2022. <laughs> like, no, this isn't, this isn't not, a throwing I'm for a meme. Saying, I'm not saying that they, they're definitely going to do this. Yes, no. But hypothetically speaking, there is an incentive to do it. And also, it would be very easy to mask. Mm-hmm. Because like, you could just, you could just like, you could just, you could just, I don't know, con poorly or just like make a gamble and just do something risky. You could just, you, for, for one map, for the one map you want to throw, you can just be like, hey, Hisu, just play a little bit too aggressively this map, hey? Yeah, yeah. Just like, get a little uh, bit too aggro here. Fat finger your ult a couple of times. No, 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 yeah? no, no. Because no. that's even that's even obvious. Like there there are more there are more cloak and dagger ways of masking sure, this. Sure. Like like from my perspective, you could just you could whisper into Hisu's ear and just say, hey, position a little bit more aggressively here. And mm. all you see is him feeding feeding on this fucking map. You realize yeah. the Russian mob is literally just listening to you, like giving them tips <laughs> how to play the Overwatch betting market, right? Like <laughs> But then it's like but then it's but then it's like but then it's like how do you you couldn't even prove that he was inting because the excuse is like, oh yeah, he's just getting a bit cocky. You know, he's just he was he was egoing out in the game. Yeah. He was just getting a bit cocky. Like yeah, he just made a mistake, you know? And and because the, the, the game gets a level of intricacy where like very small bits of margin mm-hmm. can make or break a, a game, a map. And so, like, you know, and I get, I'm not suggesting teams are, are going to do this because for the for the most part, teams want to win. And here and here's the problem: mm-hmm. is if Clads actually do three zero Atlanta, then Toronto have to be in a very difficult space where, like, if they want to screw the Clads, they have to win by three and two, and not three zero, not three one. Yeah. And if you're putting yourself in the position where you're like, okay, let's enter the place where like we we purposely drop two maps, 
and then we win two maps, whatever order you want to do it in, and then yeah. we get to map five. Like, you have to put yourself in a map five situation versus London Spin. Mm-hmm. Like, you might actually might not win, and you could be losing both a league point in not getting in the regular season win, and also ruining your your seeding a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there's a relative safety there, given that Toronto have already made the tournament. They can't be knocked out of contention to make their own tournament, which is a good place for Toronto to be. But they probably do want to have better seeding. So I think the most ideal situation for them is if they, if they, if you, again, if you were clutching your tinfoil hat really hard, the, the most, the, the best possible outcome for Toronto is that Glads beat Atlanta 3 1 and then Toronto beat London 3 1 as well, uh, except the one loss is, is generated. The one loss is on purpose, right? That would be the pathway for Toronto to like, for the maximum efficiency of like still winning, still getting the point, and then still having the most plausible deniability to get away with it. And no one, could, no one could prove you wrong. No one could, no one could investigate that and prove that you had any ill intention because it's far too easy in this game to just be like, oh, I just had an off day. Oh, I just made a mistake. Yeah, I just got a little too aggressive. Sorry. Oh, I just kind of uh, misused my alt here. You know, how do you prove it? You can't, you can't prove that anyone did anything intentionally wrong you see you see worse on a day-to-day on a day-to-day basis you see worse mistakes come through that are accidents Real yeah accidents. it is it is crazy how many terrible beats we saw last week but yep yeah. you can just ajax you can just you can just whisper mm. into who plays lucio for the team again uh you can just whisper into Chorong's ears like oh. hey just ajax a beat one fight yeah. just do it just like you're on one hp and just do it you know just tell them to do that somebody call you sick but you, but you would never be able to prove that it was oh, intentional. It would be so hard. That's the yeah. problem. You would because how many Ajax have we seen the stage? Shitloads, so many. You would never be able to prove that he 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 intentionally fed. You would never be able to prove it because then you would have to. You, it's impossible to investigate. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying they will do it. I'm not saying they even should do it. But I am saying there is an incentive to do it. Is <laughs> what I'm trying to say. I'm saying ethically they should not do it. But if they were to do it, no one could prove that they did. No one, no one could prove it. So, yeah, Jessica, you got a little quiet there. I mean, <laughs> I think it's just a silly situation to think that an, a competitive team would ever do that, unless it's either power for skins. Shout it's silly. It's silly <laughs> if there wasn't a competitive advantage. You have to understand for teams. Not, right. I'm not talking about Overwatch. I'm talking about all teams and all sports. Yeah. Outside of esports, if there is a competitive advantage to be gained, yeah, where you basically can't get caught for it, then there's well, there's a lot of reasons not to do it, but there becomes also a lot of reasons to do it. I think is what I'm saying. The problem is that you like in your Overwatch, you don't have many elegant reasons to bring that about. Like I think, for instance, it would totally be fine for them to just get knocking out the glass. Is that not a is that not an elegant reason? I mean, you you could just feel Toronto. bench plays, but there are not that many bench plays that you could be fielding to make it. Like I just said you don't need a bench. You don't need a bench. There's there's extremely subtle ways. Yeah, but like that you could go about it. That doesn't include any bench plays. Like get yourself into. I think that's ethically no. Ethically, you would not. And I and I from my perspective, I would ethically not ever suggest that. I'm not suggesting that they should. Again, I have to be very clear in my language. I'm not suggesting they should do this. I'm. I'm saying objectively, 
as someone that has zero i should want glads to be in the tournament i have friends on that team i want yeah. them to be i have no i have no allegiances to toronto i have far more allegiances to the gladiators than toronto so yeah. i do, i wouldn't even want that to happen what i'm saying as someone speaking objectively that there is an incentive for that to happen yeah to 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 that point though like is there a line where like viewership or the product is hurt because glides isn't there but no like, one is it, it is it a bad thing i guess but then then it's like well fucking qualify you know right there's, exactly there's, yeah you could say that about anything what if dallas shit the bed what if shock shit the bed what if right what if any of the quote-unquote favorite team what if houston don't make it houston might not make it you know mm. they're a popular team true and that that argument applies to everybody you know philly might not fucking make the next tournament for apac like that applies to everybody but then it's just like we'll play better then you know yeah I think it's also, yeah, I guess there's also the incentive of uh, Toronto actually wanting Glatzer over London in terms of fan base, but I mean, whatever. I don't, I don't, if I don't you are valuing your own pathway, if you are valuing your own pathway in the tournament and in like getting a good result in the tournament, the worst case scenario for Toronto is to talk a lot of shit about Glads, about them being knocked out of the tournament and then Glads making it because Toronto helped them by beating London. And then in the actual tournament itself, Glads end up beating Toronto or somehow making their journey in the tournament more difficult. Yeah. There'd be nothing more embarrassing for Toronto. There'd be nothing worse for Toronto than for that result to happen. Right? Yeah, sure. So to me, my perspective is that is a crazy strong incentive for Toronto to make sure that Glads don't make the tournament. I'm not sure how serious they take it, you know? Like, they took some shit, like... I mean, they the, Toronto didn't have that, that much opportunity to talk shit this year. <laughs> I mean, f okay, forget about the shit talking part. Forget about because that's all reputation. But forget about that. Just look at pure results. Yeah, yeah. We no, know that glad we know that glads are a team that have had a bad run this matter, but they're not awful. I don't think they're awful. I, again, I will. I'm adamant in saying that if Atlanta, if 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 glads played Houston again, I think glads win. Right. Um, some of the teams that Glads played, understandably, they they lost to. Did they lose to Dallas? I think. Yeah. It's like I mean, they they lost. They lost to Shock. Um, they lost to Dallas. They lost to they lost to two of the best teams in this meta. They lost to Houston, which I think they shouldn't have. They lost to Toronto. Maybe that's a little bit more because Toronto is really just quite good. And they beat Paris. Like the the teams they won and beat are pretty understandable. Um, I don't think Glads are that weak in this meta. I don't think they're as weak as people say they are. And I think there's and I think Glads are also a team that levels up in the tournaments as we've seen over the course of the tournaments. So I think they're a scary team. If you allow them to go to Toronto, they're a scary team. Also, it's kind of, kind of crazy. I thought, yeah, it doesn't feel like... It, Toronto really, like, leveled up in this stage also just in the regular season rankings. I think they went from 10th to 5th just, like, by having a solid stage. I was like, okay, they're now... Like, you also don't want to gamble your season score, which I think is still true, um, but not as true as I initially thought. So, yeah, I think... I also think that I don't know. I think it won't even come to that. That they have to choose. I think that's probably already over. Well, your your position is that Glads might just lose to Atlanta, right? So yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, it's a fun thought exercise. Again, I have to reiterate: this is not something I'm suggesting. Yeah, for sure it's it's something that i am speaking on objectively because i have to be clear that it is something on the table that there's a non-zero chance of happening that i don't personally advocate for 
that I have to speak towards because it is something that exists, right? That's a very important distinction to make. Yeah, no, for sure. I think nobody yeah. really mistakes you. You're not. No, I think they do. I think. I think. I think. If you read some comments, I think you'll 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 be very very clearly see that people would do indeed do mistake. Um, <laughs> so. I wouldn't have to add as many disclaimers to everything I say if it wasn't for the fact that people often mistake things all the time. Uh, right. Not even because they want to, it's just because of human nature sometimes. They, some people hear what they want to hear. Yeah. And it is what it is. Um, yep. So, again, plausible deniability. Just like the Toronto Defiant would have plausible <laughs> deniability, I've, uh, I've made sure to inject plenty of that for myself as well. Let's see... Uh, so you work a courtroom. Uh, no experience there, just speaking to the theory, theory of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is all the news, news kind of stuff. We talked about teams, but we kind of interwoven teams with the news. Um, do we want to maybe speak towards a little bit of the GLAD's performance so far, this this stage, just more generally speaking, since we are on the topic of GLAD's? Is there something that wants to be brought, down, brought in about... Um, What's going on? Is this a Ryan a problem? Is this a is this a shoe doesn't get to play? Not not a good meta for shoe. Not a good meta for Glad's problem. Is it a you know Glad's and skewed? Sorry, not Glad's. Uh, funny Astro skewed and not as good on the support heroes as we thought. Is it a this team doesn't have a comfortable Sojin player? But then that kind of gets shot to the wind when you have Happy yeah. coming in and nothing changes. You know, um. Is it Kevster? It's probably not Kevster, but you know, I just want to put that up yeah. there as well. So, I mean, what is it? What is it about the about this team that has kind of been so good in the past two metas, and then this one they've kind of not been? And and again, in context to the fact that two of the losses that they've had are versus the the two best teams. Yes. In this meta, but but then you have to contextualize that and say that, well, how is it that Shock and and Dallas are the two best teams here, but Glads can't compete? Yeah, I think you kind of accurately pointed at something. Uh, I think it was last week where you talked about, you know, supports not necessarily being like really impactful or or having the same impact as maybe in other metas um, as they do now. Um, I think in that same way, I, I'm leaning more on the compositional scale, like of looking at, you know, compositions is like are they more teamwork oriented or are they more individual impact oriented and i feel like this is a very very big team meta and it doesn't necessarily seem that gladiators are the tightest team um i do think that reiner's junker queen you know, definitely could use some work um and that can be a big boon for teams like houston um like uh, obviously dallas but you know some of the teams with the better junker queens definitely it is noticeable which is surprising to me but i don't think that's what really what swings the needle for glads um i think this is a big shift in terms of where we were looking at mid-season and like how impactful people like kevster and people like happy could be and like kind of taking over the game and really putting their teams up plus one where it's now you can't really do that too often it's tough it's really really difficult to like consistently be able to do that as much as we talk about like sojourn being 50 50 and oh haha it's hard and i think glads are going through the ringer a little bit i think they they ate 
a lot of uh, crow. They've also had a very difficult strength of schedule, so maybe there's some some you know some birds hanging around their neck. You know, it's 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 a mixture of a lot of things. Um, I don't think it's just one thing in particular. I don't think it's just easy to go to like, oh, if we had a better Junker Queen, you fucking you'd probably win. It's like, no, I don't think like one hero is like dominating the meta. I think if there was to be one, I would agree with Avril. It's probably maybe Genji because that feels like the most consistent way that you can actually get up plus one outside of just Sojourn, like clicking ahead. But at this point, like there's, you know, the fact that Edison can be put in a position to actually be that player for Dallas. That's kind of surprising. Um, so it's, it's not that easy just to go get a better hit scan. Um, when, when yeah, this Shu, feels very teamwork oriented. When did Shu play a hit scan for them? Week one game. I just, I think it was Dallas. I think it was just like one map on Dallas against Dallas rather. Pretty sure. Or was it against Houston? I know it's week one. I could I could be wrong in just saying week one, right? Shmash. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was just week one. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And then this after, isn't... afterwards they already had happy, right? Yes. Then you put in happy, then it's all fine and dandy. Like maybe there's some growing pains there where it's like, you know, maybe happy's having a hard time like integrating. It's it feels like a stretch to say, but maybe I'm sure that doesn't help matters. I, I I think this is a coordination thing more so than just like a player skill thing. Because going into this, like you look at the pieces needed or that we assumed were needed to play this meta. And it's like Glatz has that and even more because they have skewed and funny Astro. Like if any team was going to be benefited from this meta, it should be Glatz. And it's completely the opposite. So that's where I feel like it's an experience thing. It's a coordination thing. It's a teamwork thing. And it has nothing, almost nothing to do personally with uh with with individual skill because again you go three two versus dallas that's not an easy task you go three two versus shock hold on wait who do they go actually go three two guess they go three two versus houston i'm sorry they did not go three two versus shock they went three two versus uh versus but houston. they did not went a, through were... three two against dallas as well so yes and they're keeping it close and that's why i'm saying like yeah. i don't think it's a mechanical thing i think it's it's more intangibles it's more flowery shit that like is really hard to pin down but this meta, I think, leverages all that stuff, all the coordination, all the teamwork that I I, I don't know if Gladiators has uh, enough of a leg up on everybody else to like really, you know, convincingly blow them out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's that's all. Like their stage looks really much like just uh, the results look worse than the actual yeah. you know, performances. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah, I like part of me just wants them there still. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. And that's kind of like why I asked him, like, it, it sucks for the product to not have like the defending like stage title holders there, but also like just do better. You know, it's like we can't just like give you a free ticket there because that would be wrong. But it does like if we had it our way, like you want you want the champions there. You want the people that like have been successful there because it's going to draw eyes. It's going to be like more yeah. successful. And, and you don't want to just give them that. But it also it's tough to get in the way of those feelings of like, ah, fuck, like I, I hope they get there because it would it would make for a better event. I think we'd all agree with that. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Has Ants played since then? I don't know. If I'm gonna be honest, I can quickly look, but I have not. Uh, don't think so, right? I don't think. 
from this, the bits that I've seen? I don't believe so. Let's take a look. When did he, do you remember what like week he left? Or not what week he left, but like the week that Happy came in? It must have been the week 16. So week 16 was versus Shock. So you're saying he came in for week 16? That's when he was signed? Yes. Because the so, 16th was the deadline, right? And we know that for, before that deadline had happened, and then the week after. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I don't think he has played since then. Paris. I don't believe so, yeah. I'm going to still keep looking. Interesting. I don't think so. Interesting. That is odd. But there again, it's like, you're half happy. I've yeah. been a, an ons uh, apologist, but if we're gonna if we're going to put... You know, measure up some brass taxes here. Uh, Happy is a bit of a more consistent quantity. Somebody who you can I think rely on. What is a little concerning, and yes, it's like super fresh and everything, and maybe you can't expect as much even, like it was a couple of days since they had access to Happy, right? Mm -hmm. But you would want to ruin against Toronto. I think that's... Yeah. That also want to make it closer, right? Like that's a little concerning. Sure. Um, yeah. Other than that, I think none of that really speaks too like too terribly. Losing against Houston, also not great, but like that's still in the in the league with uh, in the week with Ants. So before the upgrade, yeah, I don't know. No. I, I it's really hard to judge this team. It's crazy to think that this team might they might not might just be like top 6 and they have a 1 4 record and it's just like a really hard stage yeah. especially for them. I think there's something to be said about like maybe staying on Reiner too long. I I understand the incentive to wanting to play all the heroes on your one main tank. Yeah. Um it can backfire for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is this is a rough one. I, th then again, like maybe there's also a world where them missing the tournament is actually not that bad for this team. They can really recuperate. Yeah, they can build mm -hmm. up the synergy with um, with Happy. You know, they can work uh, warm up some of the teams in order to get scrims, then get back refreshed into the last part of the season, right? Because, mm -hmm. like, if you could... We're, we're back to sandbagging theory, but this is, <laughs> this, is, this is forced sandbagging. That's an advanced option of yep. sandbagging, right? Like, you can't not... Like, you can't fail to sandbag if you didn't even intend to sandbag, mm -hmm. right? That's, yep. that's 3D-level chess, so... Yeah, I don't know. I I'm not too too down on Glads. It is pretty s interesting that the team that won turn two two tournaments is second, therefore in standings. It's not that different from the regular season score from the Spitfire. Um, but mm -hmm. sure. I think uh, Spitfire is ten and seven, so they lost one more match. So yeah, I don't know, like. I think the Atlanta match will be a banger. And honestly, like their the remaining schedule in stage four once again looks like they're absolutely going to farm unless they 
unless the meta messes with us. Like they play Mayhem into Titans, into yeah. London, into Excelsior, into Washington, into Uprising. Doesn't get Those much easier. very winnable. Yeah. It doesn't get Those much easier. Very doable. So it's... I don't think it's, it's a sell angle for Glads fans. I think there's a lot of hope to kind of hold out on. I think there's a lot of, you know... We've seen what this team can do. Um, and to your point around sandbagging, I think that like taking a loss here uh, is painful, but I think you can channel that into some motivation, right? I think you can really attack the countdown cup with some some serious, some serious uh, frustration, let's say, right? Because this this obviously is not what we assume the gladiators can play up to. This is not up to expectation. This is not up to par. This is not up to happy and Kevster and shoe and skewed and like. Yeah, yeah. For a team this good on paper to perform this poorly is 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 shocking. Yeah, I agree. So stage four glads could be a could be a serious problem, like you're saying. And less to do with sandbagging for me, more to do with just like becoming really, really motivated. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, no. I think uh I guess like what do you think while we while we're here? Like do you mm. think they got this against Atlanta? No, if I'm going to be completely honest, I, I, I think they have it versus Atlanta, but not enough to actually qualify them. Mm. I, I see I see Glad's getting better. But I also see Atlanta getting better, right? Like the, the addition of speedily has shifted them. I think one of the biggest problems that I had with this team was Nero's like position within the team, his positioning in general, really mm -hmm. uh, kind of just getting picked off a lot you go back to those first uh those those couple of early week matches and he's just like really disjointed and i feel like speedily not only is like solving that but like this team is improving week by week and that's the same to say with the gladiators but i think they're closer than glads can really kind of argue right mm -hmm. like i have this going three two for glads and yes it's a win but it's not enough to qualify yeah, I, I think I, uh... your fate's kind of out I come back to join only the Atlanta discussion. So. <laughs> huh. yeah, his ears perked up when he heard Atlanta. He's like, oh, Blue yeah, Hat Crew, yeah, showing yeah. up. Blue Hat Crew, let's go, baby. <laughs> um, You're predding? We're predding now? Is, is this an official pred? Yeah, we, we just, we just, we just kind of moved just into Very briefly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I. It's such a dice roll to me because it, it really just comes down to how much faith you have in Speedily. Is, mm -hmm. Can Speedily be enough to carry? Because the thing is, like, as good as Speedily is, Kev's is still on the other side. Yes. Yeah. I, I still think lads are on, on a bit of an upswing. Yeah, I know that the, their last game, they beat up on a on a new Paris uh, Eternal roster, which is, like, not the most impressive win. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You are one of the best teams. Paris is 0-4, 0-12 in maps so far this stage. Like... Cool, you beat Paris is not the most impressive thing, but I still think they're on an upswing. I still think Glads are not as bad in this meta as people say. Um, they're not as good as Shock Dallas or Toronto, but I still think Glads are maybe potentially fourth or fifth, right? Yeah. Whereas in the standings, they're currently ninth. I, what I'm trying to say is they're not ninth. To me, they're not ninth. To me, they're somewhere between five and eight. Right. Or five and seven. They're uh -huh. not ninth. Yeah. Uh, but they're also not top three in this particular meta, unless they get good enough to beat Toronto. So, but can they be good enough to beat Atlanta? It is, it is such a toss-up, man. It is a crazy toss-up. All right, let me, let me, let me toss my hat in the air 
And if it lands the right way up, Atlanta win. If it lands upside down, then Glans win. Yeah. So, all right, here we go. Wait, I have to take on my headset. All right, here we go. Okay. There's no way to verify this. I just have to do it, and we'll see what happens. We'll believe you. Okay, Atlanta win. Atlanta win. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah. Three, I'll give it 3 2. We're not doing a real pred, though. But, uh, yeah, the, the hat decided. Look, the hat does The blue hat don't lie. Atlanta win. No. Um, I don't hate that. I don't know. Because it could be the case that Glad still haven't been able to level up enough to catch up in time. And consider this, by the way. And a, a win for Atlanta doesn't have to be them literally winning because. They can still knock out the gladiators yeah. by just not having, not allowing gladiators to get the right scoreline. And I don't know what all the Atlanta pathways are, but I'm pretty certain that even if they go two four, there's a pathway for them because they have a better record than gladiators as it is already. Mm -hmm. So as long as their map record isn't bad, I think they can still get in via tiebreak on a two four. So. Yeah, I mean, there are far more oh, yeah. ways for Atlanta to quote-unquote win yes. here than there are for... Looks like 60% upwards, right? For them to qualify at this at this point. Yeah, so like a win for Atlanta doesn't necessarily mean you mean you literally have to beat Gladiators. You just have to win... You just have to have a certain scoreline versus the Gladiators and you'll make it the tournament and they won't. Right. So... Yeah. There's that. Alrighty. Let me get into a little rest of the prets. Alrighty. Nah, fuck preds. Let's talk about APAC and the finish up. Wait, are we doing preds? Do we want to do preds? Do we want to just do... Uh, we didn't talk about APAC at all. What did you want to talk about in APAC, specifically? Uh, I'm going to leave it up to Joe, because Joe's got some questions about APAC. You're muted. Muted. Thank you. Um, I want to rapid fire some questions at you because, you know, looking at Avast Power Rankings, looking at the standings right now, I'm seeing the Guangzhou Charge in top four. Are they actually a top four team, though? For now. For now. <laughs> Philly's that up in the air still. No, Philly's, I think Philly's bottom two. Oh, really? No, they are. They are. The, the oh. game that will determine uh, Guangzhou's position, most importantly to me, is the Hangzhou game. Because people are down on Hangzhou, mm. but I, I have got Hangzhou in the same... Okay. I hold Hangzhou in the same regard as Gladiators in that Okay, it's been a rough start. But I don't think they're that bad. I don't think Spark are second to last in APAC. I do not believe that. I think Spark are potentially still top. Let me, let me put it down this way. Seoul and Shanghai are above and beyond the best teams. So damn good in the sure, scenario, sure, like, sure, sure, like sure, you sure. wouldn't believe. Yeah, and then Chengdu is like the next best team. They're like the Toronto. Chengdu. Chengdu is like the Toronto of right. APAC, right? right? They are the third place team. They are definitely worse than the two teams above them, but they are definitely better than everyone else below them, right? That's mm -hmm. the that's the Chengdu position they hold. But APAC only qualifies four teams, so only one more team outside of Seoul, Shanghai, Chengdu can make it. And so the question becomes: To me, is it is it Guangzhou or Hangzhou? It's one of the Zhou teams. Now, traditionally, you would have said easily at Spark. Spark definitely make this one. There's no way they don't make it. But now, with Charge kind of looking pretty good, mm. uh, hard to say, man. Like, Charge have won two series so far. 
Yeah, this qualifying that's like unprecedented. You have to you have to remember, up until this stage, the old with the old charge roster, they had only won a single match mm-hmm. this entire year, and that was versus Valiant in, in opening day, opening day of stage one. After that, they won nothing, and now they've tripled their wins in a like, bit of a Vancouver in like a single week. Yeah, pretty much. Um. And they got a they got a reasonable record. They're in a two two record. Who do they play? They play Chengdu, and then they play Hangzhou. And I think they probably lose to Chengdu, but if they beat the Hangzhou Spark, they make it because they have a three three record. I think three three is a good three three to me has been the magic number that I've stated on the APAC broadcast for some time now. If you get three three in APAC, you will make the tournament. Two four is dangerous. Two four, I don't know if you make it. Two four requires you to have a tiebreaker with the other team at 2-4. So for example, let's say that uh, Seoul and Shanghai caught locked in. Chengdu, I don't know what their scoreline is. Maybe their scoreline is like a 4-2 and because they lose to both Shanghai and Seoul, right? Mm. They're at a 4-2. and two. Let's say the next team, let's say there's a bunch of 2-4s. You would need number 4 and number 5, and maybe even number 6, but definitely number 4 and number 5, to be at a 2-4 tiebreaker. And then the best team out of those two teams in the 2-4 tiebreaker gets to make it in. That's the only case that I can see a 2-14 making it. Otherwise, you mm. have to get 3-3. Um, now, for Hangzhou, they have Fusion and Guangzhou. Now, there is a world where they actually lose to both of them, which would be fucking tragic, but there is a pretty <laughs> good chance they actually beat both. If they beat both those teams, then Hangzhou Spark have a 3-3. Three and three. Right. But if Hangzhou Spark beat Guangzhou, but then lose to Philly, that puts them at a 2-4. and four. That puts Philly at a 2-4. and four. And then if Guangzhou also loses to Chengdu, that puts Guangzhou at a two and four. So now you can sort of see where this two four dichotomy comes from. Yeah, there'll be three teams at two and four. So there's a lot of there's a lot of things that can happen in the middle. Of that the middle of the pack for APAC is kind of weird. It's really interesting right now. What's been going on with a spark that they're like they've they've started so stumbly? I feel like I, I, it's sad to say, but it feels like it makes sense for Philly because they they do just well, kind of like. As Houstonable as Houston is, it feels yeah. like Philly can always just toss a game. So what's the what's problem, up with Spark? Well, the problem there was that Patty got a hand injury, and Ryan is not particularly good at Junker Queen. <laughs> sure. Um, but on a more serious note, Alpha Yi and, and Irony had to travel in from Korea uh, mm. during the break, and they have to quarantine as per China's, I guess, immigration laws for okay. incoming people into the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and for whatever reason during that quarantine Alpha Yi had to quarantine for longer or mm. he just wasn't allowed to exit his quarantine as, as quickly as Irony so Irony exited quarantine made it to the Billy Billy house the, the facility and started playing scrims and matches with the team Gotcha. Alpha Yi was still stuck in quarantine for the opening week of matches Jesus. so they played Architect in, and Hungjo Spark I think they actually even won with Architect for one game no, they didn't. They just got they got no. They got yeah, pounded. They, they, they okay. Yeah. To be fair, they play Shanghai. <laughs> they played the Seoul. best two teams. It's not crazy. It's not out of no, the question. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. This is the same excuse I use for Glads. Mm-hmm. Right? Hangzhou Tough played schedule. Seoul and Shanghai. Got owned. It's not out of the question. Yeah. Glads played Dallas in, in shock. Lost. Not out of the question. Like yeah. those are the two best teams in the middle. Like what? What are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Um. Then Alpha Yi comes back. They lose to Chengdu, but I think at this stage, again, we've established that Chengdu are the third best team. And again, it's the same parallel with Glads. Glads lost to Toronto. Hangzhou lost to Chengdu. Both of these teams lost to the third best team in the region in this meta. Like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it, it, I don't know. Like, okay, maybe they should have beaten the third base team. Maybe Spark should have beaten Chengdu. Maybe Glad should have beaten Toronto. But I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. They did not. They they didn't win because they're not the third base team. But are they the fourth best team? Because Hangzhou did beat Valiant, but they're supposed to beat the Valiant. I, I think we don't get to see. I I would say we're. I'm not really super concerned about Spark until I see Guangzhou and Philly play them because those are the important games. Yeah. I would say that in a really weird way that does not at all ease the tension for Spark fans in a very <laughs> super copium way. I think Spark won and lost the games that they were supposed to win and lose mm -hmm. in the first four matches is what that I'm trying to sense. say. You lose you handedly lose against the two top teams along yeah. with some some logistics issues. You come out next week, you lose to Chengdu, whom if we're pinning them as like the third best team in the region, that's not surprising. And then you beat Valiant, right? Like it's hard to it, maybe it's a little skewed in terms of like how how difficult it is to view them because they have played the top three teams in a row and lost to them mm -hmm. in a row. But on the back half, like you play Philly, who it doesn't sound like they're particularly good right now. Um, and while the charge may be on, on the mend, at the end of the day, it's still the charge. Hey, remember, the charge did beat Philly as well. The only outlier here is, uh, to use the Gladiators analogy, because I think it's a great analogy, is that sure. the Gladiators had that 2-3 loss to Houston. Yes. That's the game I always go back to. If you remember yeah. my any discussion I have about Gladiators, I always go back to, like, that just seems like such an outlier game to me, like a, a super, mm -hmm. like... I don't know that that's like the Houstonable game, but it goes the opposite <laughs> way. Do you know what I mean? Like yep, it's the yep. Houstonable game where like surely they don't beat the Gladiators, but then they do. Yep. And I'm saying like if they play that match against Gladiators and a multiple number of times, Gladiators Probably to me have an advantage there and win. Yeah. Um. But the problem with that argument for Hangzhou is that Hangzhou, first of all, they have not played their Houston yet. Mm -hmm. Uh. They Glad's are one game ahead of Hangzhou, and. The Glads lost to Houston was the one that they weren't supposed to lose. So when I talk about teams, okay, well, they lost to the teams they're supposed to lose to, and they what beat the teams they're supposed to beat, mm -hmm. right? Dallas, Shock, Toronto, they lose to. They beat Paris, but then they lose to Houston. The Houston game is the outlier. That's the one that they, they shouldn't have lost. Mm -hmm. They did lose. Now, Hangzhou hasn't played that game yet, right. and maybe they do play one of those games and they do lose, because they still have Charge Fusion, and strangely... Fusion are a very fusionable team in that, mm -hmm. like, even though they look like they kind of not doing that well, they could probably still come out and win. It's not out of the equation. I, I don't count them out. This, this fusion are not, a, despite me looking at them and saying, yeah, they're bottom <laughs> two, to me, they're not like a Boston, they're not like a Paris, they're not like a New York mayhem where I'm like, no, nah, this is inconsistent. This team is not going to happen. Gotcha. They're more like they're more like a London or a Rain that could flip either way. Or actually, right. Houston's a very good comparison as well. Because Fusion drop games that are very winnable, like Houston, like Houston do. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where the Houstonable meme comes from, right? Like Houston just lose games that they shouldn't lose, right? Um, Fusion happens to them as well. They literally got reverse swept by the Guangzhou Charge. Like, I mean, what is that? Mm. Um, that's that's the most Fusionable game I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like that and the Valiant, the, the, the Valiant game they lost to as well, which was a reverse sweep. Another very Fusionable game. That's just how the squad rolls. Then they were the only team outside of no, they were they were the only team to take a map off of either Shanghai or Seoul. They took map one off of Shanghai, and out of the top two teams is the only map that's been dropped between them. Though right. Shanghai and Seoul combined are twenty four and one. Twenty four maps won, one map lost between the two of them. It's crazy, right?
Oh, um, Soul could be gunning for a for Shock's title. It could be up there with like a golden stage. No, no losses. Yeah, I was gonna say losses. twenty zero is a bit out of the out of the league for them. But you know, yeah, oh yeah, for six sure. Six zero, six zero, six zero. Six zero and without a without a Although, dropped map, like that's that's a no, 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 achievement. No, Soul versus Shanghai is gonna be an epic game because I <laughs> probably true, curse them true. every time I say it's gonna be epic. But sometimes it's not. Most of the times it is. Uh, I expect Seoul and Shanghai to trade maps there. There's no yeah. shot that they, they exit that one 3 0. It's just not going to happen. The, both those teams are looking phenomenal. True. Um, but yeah, that's Spark. Spark have not played their Houston Bull game yet. Gotcha. Uh, but the thing is, my problem with that, this is where the analogy breaks down, is that Glads might be allowed to lose to Houston and still make the tournament. I don't think Hangzhou are allowed to lose. I think they have to, they kind of, they basically have to teams. win both. And if they don't win both, they have to rely on some weird tiebreaker. Gotcha. Hmm. Interesting. Anything weird coming out of Camp Chengdu? I've seen, I've seen a little bit of Farah from the the clips and the the yeah, moments that I've seen. It seemed good. like the yeah. it's not good. Yeah, it's a that's that's it's a worse trap hero than Ash. <laughs> For sure. Like, yeah. Teams teams Talk getting baited slow. by the Ash is one thing, but teams getting baited by the Farah is a whole nother level of bait. Yeah. Yep. Has I Jimmy performed well? Not to Jimmy or Jimmy. Jimmy, how has Jimmy looked? He's got two play of the matches so far. So every time Quadro okay. have won, he's been the guy. I think he's been the guy leading the charge, uh, figuratively and, and literally, <laughs> right? Uh, in terms of getting the charge, the wins, he's been great. He he was outperforming Carpe by quite a uh, quite a margin. Wow. Um, he was carrying versus the Valiant as well. Mm. Uh, remember, these are both map five wins. Charge did not win these comfortably. These were both map five wins. Right. I'd say Jimmy's the best player on the team. Sounds like it. Pain. My opinion. Pain. Pain. I mean, Pain again, like it's it's hard for a pretty to come in when you know you have somebody dedicated to playing Sojourn and you know long range hit scan. So I, I think a predator will have his time. I think I think stage four is when we'll we'll see the the kid come out. But it is it is painful. It is some pain. Yeah. Anything anything else like any style wise things coming out of APAC that's kind of interesting that you'd like to see maybe pair off with NA or like anything style? You, you think there's different styles in junk? Maybe Windows? just the no, way no, that no. they're doing things. I don't know. There's only so many different ways you can press W into the other team, Joe. Uh, just put that out there. Uh, no, I no. I would say that despite the stage looking awful for Fusion, they are they are not out of it. They they're not mathematically okay. out of it. And they're not like out of it, out of it. All they have to do is, is beat the spark because they're gonna lose the soul. Yeah. I mean, okay. That's a gimme. You're a fusion fan right now. You're listening to this. Come to terms with the fact that you will not beat soul. That's fine. Soul are on a different level currently. Yeah. Also, come to terms with the fact that if you, when you play soul, it's probably a three zero. They're probably gonna beat you three zero. If you even take a map, that's a humongous blessing. Mm. In fact, those maps you take. Are more than blessings because if we get into a tiebreaker scenario, those maps count for everything. Mm -hmm. So get that map versus Soul if you can. But I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm pretty sure it's going to be three zero for Soul. The important game is Hangzhou Spark. You got to beat Hangzhou Spark because if you beat Hangzhou, you can force a two four tiebreaker. Because I, I'm pretty certain that Guangzhou will beat Chengdu. Mm. You need Hangzhou to beat Guangzhou, and then you need to beat Hangzhou. You need to beat the Spark, and Spark need to beat the Charge. 
Oh, so if you're saying the charge? If the charge, you think charge be- beats hunters? Oh, sorry, the other way around. I okay, need, okay. You need the yeah, charge yeah. to be the spark, and then you need to beat the spark. Right, 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 right. Because what you need is no, that doesn't work. Because then charger at three three. No, you need charge to be at two four. So to get charged to two four, they need to lose. So you need the charge to lose the hunters, which is pretty easy, mm. hopefully. And then you need the spark to beat the charge to put charge at two four, and then that would put hunger spark at two three. And then you need to beat the spark to put them at two four. And then through the tiebreaker, the three way tiebreaker, you can make it in. That's fusion's pathway. Okay, so no matter what happens, the other games don't matter. But you got to beat the spark. It has to have. You got to beat the spark, and ideally with a good map differential, because uh, again, those maps are going to count for the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So, fusion fans, forget about the soul game. Focus on the spark <laughs> game. That's the one that you have to win. And um, I feel like they've had some pretty close matches, like all season long, right? Like that. that those teams head to head have been like really like map five. Like it's going the distance. No. Who? The char? Or I'm sorry, the spark in Philly. Like their head to head this whole season has been it's um, been a fucking fight to get over those games. It's been it's been back and forth because yeah. um it's not been exactly clear. Uh, I'm trying to find. Sorry. Okay. Go back to mid season. It's a three two Philly win. Going to game five and then going back to. Um, Philly Hangzhou. Yeah, we've had three two three one three two three one three two three one three one three one four zero. Yeah, you can take a guess when the four zero happened. (laughs) (laughs) Philly Spark is a very interesting rivalry. They've been very neck and neck in how close the games are. Uh, Franchise wise, it's not that close. It's six and three. Sure. But like more recent results, like if we only look at 2022, mm-hmm. they played five times. Philly have won three to two. Philly are currently the winners, and three out of those five games are five map games, mm-hmm. and none of them have ever been three O's. Yeah, these two squads go at it very, very hard against each other. I think it's gonna come down to the wire. That's a I mean, it's double point for a reason. That's, a, that's an accurate double point for Pickums yeah, because that's a, a tough one to game. call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sunday's looking hot. You got Spark Fusion. Yeah, and you got Dragon Soul. You have some of the you have some of the most important <laughs> games, some of the best games, and I'm not yeah. even going to be here. Uh, no. That, that is by design, though. I am. I do have something to do this week, and I'm going to DreamHack. So, oh, um, nice. I'm not going to be here to cast some of the most insane games. I part of me wishes. Part of me doesn't want to go and just to cast the games. But part of me right. is like. That's oh, fine. I'm, I'm sure there'll be other games. I'm, you know, we have another stage. We'll get there yeah. again. Um, that, that Sunday for APAC is unbelievable That's, in importance. Yep. Yep. A lot of narratives coming to an end. Some possibilities again. Golden stage watch for Soul. I don't think it's likely. But if I'm going through Liquipedia correctly, I think the only team that's actually done it, and I th- feel like they've done it twice, even though the second time is a little bit of a gimme, um, is is San Francisco. When you say Golden to, Stage, you mean like no map losses? Undefeated, no map losses. They did it in... Well, not even Shot can do that right now. They can't even do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Stage. That's that's why it's so, like, it's such a feat to be able to do that within a stage. It's so difficult to get spotless entirely throughout an entire stage. Um, 
you're looking at Seoul. Shanghai's already out. I mean, 4 is already impressive, but 4 0 going into week, what is this, 18? Like, I don't think it's likely, but, you know, it's something to look out for. Something to look out for. Yeah, Shanghai have um, Valiant and Seoul, and Seoul have Fusion and Shanghai. Yep. So both Shanghai and Seoul should get past the initial hurdles fine. Yep. Uh, and those are the uh, undercard matches. Then you get the title mm-hmm. bout. Oh boy, Seoul, Shanghai in the final day is the final match. El Clasico, baby. That literally is El Clasico. Yeah. Yep. Look, I'm, I'm excited. That's going to be a good one. Probably a, a grand final preview, no? If, if we're saying these are the Very two sure. I'm probably going to tune in. I'm probably going to tune in as well. <laughs> I'll be at my esports bar, but like, yo, can you put on the Overwatch League for me? Right. Yeah. Tune in from the bar. Drink in hand. Yelling at the screen. Um, cool. <laughs> Anything it? further? It's been a long episode. I think we're, I think we're done. Good. Sweet. Yeah. Yes, right. Final thoughts? Closing thoughts? Uh, so- Sick week coming up. Also, like, um, looking forward to who's who's going to qualify. You know, for Toronto, that's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I think Toronto is probably a team I expect to like go big. So that's interesting as well. Yeah. Um, it's a weird meta for sure, right? To match do, of the week. To do this on. Yeah. Uh, what match, is match of the week? I mean, match of the week is Seoul. Oh, sorry. In the pickems. No match of the week is in like what you what you think the match. Oh, of the week yeah. Is. yeah, it's it's soul it's soul uh, dragons. Uh, I mean, easily right. Like, yeah. This... But on the NA side, I I would say I would say yeah. Atlanta Glad. No, actually, no. It has to be Shock Dallas. Sorry, Shock Dallas Ooh. and Shock Dallas and Soul Shanghai play. True. Here's the other thing. Oh, yeah. We have Shock Dallas have to tie break that, that that five star. So we have two teams neck and neck at the top of both regions going for a tie break. Yeah. We're actually what an insane this weekend. is this is a thick week this is yeah. i mean to be fair i think the first your first vote there with glad's atlanta again there's a lot of like stakes to that match no matter how it, it might not even matter if they win right like if it goes the distance glad's already out at that point right like there's so much riding there's so much drama within that match like it's must watch yeah then you have you know i think the justice beat the houston outlaws but i think that's a lot closer than people expect yeah I think Toronto, uh, London are closer than people expect, even though I think we rightly, you know, put Toronto very high in terms of like how good, like this week's really good. Yeah. Like, this is some, there's some good Overwatch coming up. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I it's, it's kind of nice because I mean, this is, it fits a little bit European football style where like almost everyone is still in this stage very late into the stage. Does that make sense? And European football style as in even at the end of the season, everyone's mm-hmm. playing for something. And this right, is what right, this right. W- what this stage feels like because like also like the the way this these games are scheduled is just coincidentally like dope because like glads can theoretically still be in a position where they can decide it for themselves in that moment, right? So I don't know. I like this the narrative setup. Uh, here, I think it would be an equally f- amazing story if uh, Paris came through and just you know helped Glad a-, a ton. 
They've done it once in the summer. Let's see if they do it again. Um, I think like the mayhem and the uh, NYXL have something to say. Like it's 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 interesting. Like I'm, and then of course we're also blessed with the two best teams in each region facing yeah. off against each other, it. giving us a little taste of what the. I mean, it might not happen in the grand finals. To be fair, the way the bracket sure. might shake out, but you yeah. know, the, a, a taste of what's to come in terms of Toronto. So mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, as am I. As uh, I'm only going to be doing the one day this week, but there'll be a lot uh, of important games for everyone to look over anyway. As uh, as I mentioned, I'll be doing some other stuff with my with my life this weekend. But man, insane games for sure. So. Catch y'all next week for the show. That's 259 signing out. Peace. Peace.